Hola, mi gente. Les habla Luis Martinez, your host. Um, this episode of Mi Gente Show features myself and Sofia Carrillo talking with Mestizo Coffee Entrepreneur. Um, he goes by at Big Brown Dad on Twitter. Uh, he stops by for our This Week in Latinidad segment, and we got a Latino dad. Um, we start off the show with that, uh, some personal news, and then we had some connection issues with Sophia. Um, so I cut out a part after the interview um, when she was having trouble coming in and out, and uh, it was just me talking and mumbling, and then we ended up going through some tabs and watching some videos. Um, I thought that part was a little choppy, so I'm cutting it out of the audio-only version. As you know, we record live, but if you want to watch the full version on YouTube, on the 2AM Burrito channel, or on Facebook, on the Mi Gente Show channel on Facebook, you can watch the full video and La Desmadre of what happened there. Um, so I just cut from after the interview with Big Brown Dad to when we were doing the post-Red Pill discussion. There's still a little bit of in there. Um, and then I left in, obviously, No Namas Way. So um, thank you for everybody that is listening to Mi Gente Show on all the platforms. If you do enjoy the show, please share it or give us a rating and a follow wherever it is that you listen to your podcast. Um, and that will help us out tremendously. Also, you can always reach out to us uh, or myself or Sophia directly if you have any questions, suggestions for topics, or you think somebody would be cool to have on one of our future segments where we're showcasing Latinx talent, Latino, Latin, etc., etc. So enjoy the episode. Pendejo, papi, ya no más. 
¿Qué onda, mi gente? It is your boy, Lou Martinez, a.k.a. Big Chief Burrito, live with you on a Thursday. Mi gente show, live and direct from the Chula Vista Burrito Lounge and also from the even further south Chula Vista. <laughs> Not that further south. Not further south. Live with my co-host, uh, the uber-talented Sofia Carrillo. How are you doing today, Sofia? I'm doing well. How are you? Hola, mi gente. ¿Cómo estás? ¿Cómo estás, Luisito? Shut, shut them bitches up. I know, them, I know. Tell them bitches to chill. <laughs> They're excited. They're excited. They're like, live again. Live okay. again. Right. Yeah, go outside. Yay. Go outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. They're excited. They're excited. Um, Thursday, August 18th, the 2022 year of our Lord, as they say. Yes. <laughs> as, as certain people say. Um. But thank you for everybody that's been watching uh, the live. Uh, there are two new episodes up on the podcast website. You can hear us anywhere. You might be hearing this right now uh, between your earlobes um, at uh, Mi Gente Show at Spotify. Um, I don't think we're quite on iTunes. iTunes is usually the one that takes the longest. But we are on um, Google Podcasts, uh, Pandora, Samsung, uh, got Good Pods, and a bunch of other places where you can listen to us um, completely free in the ears. Or you can watch us live as we record the shenanigans as they take place. And we record live Thursday evenings, um, youtube.com slash 2 burrito, twitch.tv slash 2 burrito, And then either on the 2 burrito or on the Mi Gente Facebook page. Today we're on the Mi Gente Show Facebook page, facebook.com slash Mi Gente. So as always, we start off with personal news. Mm-hmm. Sofia, what do you got? Not a lot. Wait, I guess I just turned 28 this Saturday, so... There you go, belated, uh, belated birthday! Happy birthday! Thank how you. was, how was the escape room? Uh, we escaped, so that was good. Yeah, With, was, was uh, it was it intricate? It was. Or was it basic? Uh, I I was uh, very drunk, so cannot confirm nor deny, but I recommend so, it. So <laughs> lockdown in Hillcrest. Drunk, drunk in escape room. Drunk in an escape room, yeah. Um, I was very lucky I had uh, nine of my friends there to help me escape because I would not have been able to do it on my own. You would have been, you'd, you'd still be stuck there. Yeah, I was touching things and I was like trying to do things and no, was not computing at all. All right, okay, got yeah. it. What uh, about you with personal news? Uh, personal news as we shut your dogs up for a second. Yeah, no, <laughs> no control. <laughs> Meet myself. Hold on. Okay. Uh, So, personal news for myself. Thank you, Sophia. Is I am uh, proud to announce that once again this year I will be curating uh, comedy showcases for the thirtieth, thirtieth anniversary and the thirtieth edition of the San Diego Latino Film Festival. I uh, spoke today to the selection committee, and they. Uh, asked me to come back uh, last season. Last year, I curated uh, five features and two short film showcases that were both sold out. And uh, my my comedy showcases was one of the most well-received showcases of the entire festival. So I am happy to say that I will be doing it one more again uh, yeah. for, for the 30th anniversary uh, festival coming up. And the call for entries is officially open uh, we already have over 150 entries. Last year we had like 800 entries altogether. I'm pretty sure they're going to smash that this year. Um, 
which means a whole bunch of indie films that I get to watch um, and select some cool ones for my comedy showcases. And which means if you're a filmmaker um, and you have a movie that is by Latinos, uh, about Latinos, for Latinos, and made by Latinos, holler at your boy because we always have the... Um, uh we always have the we might have a hookup we might be able to get you in there okay. but it's it's really like opening opening cost is like less than 20 bucks uh oh. this is in a film festival that like hits you over the issue in the head with bullshit you know what i mean so uh this is definitely a worthwhile festival for any latino filmmaker we've been featured there before um so very proud uh to announce that i will be once again a guest curator this year for san diego latino film festival that's exciting congrats Thank you. Thank you. Are you excited right. to binge watch a bunch of movies? You know, um, and I spoke to somebody about this on, on Tuesday on Fireside Chats, and which was yes and no. Um, when I first got when I first got the 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 offer last year, I was like, great. I get to watch a bunch of movies. And then as soon as I saw how many there were, I was like, fuck, I have to watch a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I ended up watching probably like between 80 and 100 total movies last year within like a three month period. Um, other than the movies that I watch, because I watch movies every day, like I, I'll watch at least one movie a day as I work or as I clean the house or at any time. I'm always consuming some sort of film. Um, so on top of that, I was watching a ton. Um, so this year, since it's officially early, I can sort of get uh, get started and hopefully find a bunch of uh, hidden gems, uh, a bunch of cool movies in different places, and um, hopefully create a the Ike Reirse Showcase lives on. Oh, yes. You know because uh, comedy is important. Mm-hmm. So so yeah so thank you for so yeah again filmmakers that are watching if you need help uh, submitting let me know I'm always willing to help out and if you have a comedy. That is made for, by, or with Latinos in mind. Uh, has Latinos on screen. Was written by Latinos. Directed or produced by Latinos, or it deals with Latin Latinx Latin content. Um, the festival is looking, and thirtieth uh, and thirtieth edition next year is going to be big because it is one of the biggest uh, Latino film festivals and film festivals in the U.S. Mm-hmm. altogether. You know, there's there's not ten other festivals that you can let that you can name that's. That are more important in the U.S. Specific, specifically as it pertains to Latino culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and it's, uh, it's already the thirtieth anniversary next year. Yeah, thirtieth anniversary. Thirtieth. Oh. This is going to be the thirtieth anniversary. I, I made a bunch of notes. I, I gave a bunch of suggestions. Hopefully, they'll take some of my ideas. There's a bunch of cool movies that are around their twentieth, twenty ninth, thirtieth year. So, I am hoping we can pull some stuff out of our butts and get some big time people there um, and yes. sort of. You know, see how we do. See how we mm-hmm. do. See what we do. But I'm excited. So that's my personal news. Oh, that's awesome. Who are you thinking about getting? Just drop some names. Go ahead. Well, uh, I think Mi Vida Loca screened there a couple of years ago. Um, I yeah. think it was like the first year, last year before the pandemic, they screened there. But now this is actually its 30th anniversary. So I, I was hoping maybe they would do a special screening of it. And then also, um, I think Blood In, Blood Out is also Mm -hmm. on its 30th year and i think uh el mariachi was like 28 or 27 years ago but i was really hoping to get um robert rodriguez to to, 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 that'd be so good that'd be so good so yeah so that's kind of what i'm hoping for uh the most but we will we will see um if we can get those if we can get those people to show up 
Um, so yeah, that's that's it. And um, again, my focus is going to be comedies, but um, it's a it's a they have uh, showcases that feature female filmmakers, LGBTQ issues. Um, there's obviously border issues. It's a border mm-hmm. festival. They're not going to get away from that, etc., etc., etc. So yeah, it'll be a fun. It'll be a fun. It'll be a fun time uh, today. And you're 28 now. Yeah, I'm 28. <laughs> Wait, I'm a year uh, below the age of the of the festival. Just realized. Two years, but yeah. Right, two years. Close oh, enough. Well, you're 28. The festival is going to be 30. Well, yeah, the festival is 29. Yeah, it's it's, be yeah, it's 29. Yeah, yeah. See? Okay, got it. Okay, Math. all right. 28. How do you feel getting close to 30? Does that do anything mm. to you? Does that any sort of landmark for you, or? It is. Mm. I, it seems it feels similar to 27. It doesn't. It's not quite 29 yet. I'm sure 29 is going to hit a little harder. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you know, they're a typical crisis, but not not as bad as 25. And it just feels the same as 27. So ask me again next year. That's when I think I won't be okay. Well, at least since you got past 27, you know that you're not um, an immortal rock star. So did you come to grips with that the day that you turned 28? Because I did, because, you know, there's the 27 Club, right? Yeah, there is. You're right. I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. Wow. I actually, I, I heard about or I saw a movie which was about that. And I always thought it was interesting to sort of have that thought, which is like, well, I turned 28. I guess I'm not a fucking rock superstar. Yeah. I guess that dream's out the window because you're not, <sighs> you're not, you're not Kurt Cobain. Bummer. You know? <laughs> I forgot about that. You're right. Wow. I made it. Yeah. I made it. That feels pretty nice. Lame. You're so lame. lame. I You're know. I know. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we have a, we're, we're going to do a, this week in Latinidad uh, in a little bit, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll interrupt when our guest shows up. Big we're, we're waiting Dad. on Carlos. Yeah. We're waiting on Mr. Big Brown Dad from, nice. uh, but um, checking in on sort of what, what we've been. Um, okay. Well, let me ask you this. That's not on the mm-hmm. list. Uh, did you catch up on Better Call Saul yet? Mm, mm, mm. What episode are we on? In the, real time. The, the finale was Monday. The final. No, final then no, I'm not caught up. I'm on episode. Uh, you on right now, Mister? I'm Brandon. like I feel like I'm mid to like near the end, but I was watching it for free. So are you telling me I need to start paying? No, yeah, the uh, okay. Well, once you finish the the current mm-hmm. season, we'll we'll have a chat, and uh, I think I'm gonna have some people on on my other show as well to uh, to talk about the series as a whole, um, because you know how the Game of Thrones was supposed to be a they're like oh it, the ending's gonna be bittersweet, but it really wasn't bittersweet. It was, this it was is bitter. This was what a bittersweet ending is. Oh, that's okay? what I want to hear. Okay, yeah, so, I think so. I'm not gonna spoil it. There's a lot of spoilers out there though. If you if you if you look at any, no, I've so. Been... <clears throat> Okay. Yeah. No, I think I'm like maybe three more episodes and then I'm, I'm done. I've just, yeah, I've, I've been waiting until they come out for free. All right. All right. All right. So we have a, um, well, one of the segments that I want to keep doing, uh, every week on the show is, um, this week in Latinidad or to mm-hmm. focus, put the spotlight on a Latino creator, entrepreneur, actor, singer, what have you, um, so this is a new, uh, well, I mean, we've been doing it a couple of times, but I want to make it an official segment. So I figured what better way to kick off this week in Latini Dad with a Latino dad. Yes. So. Hey. 
Mr. Big Brown Dad, welcome to Big the show. Brown What's Dad. up, brother? Oh, you know, we're out here, as they as they say. <clears throat> I mean, th thank you for introducing me because you said actor. I'll have you know that I did star in the uh, Shakespeare production at Bassett High School. I was in um, I was a uh, Petruchio in King Lear. So take that one to the bank. I was also in uh, Yo Soy Joaquin, a uh, little Valdez, Luis Valdez joint. Then um, you said singer. You know, in the 90s, every R&B group actually had a rapper. So I thought my way in, because, you know, you wanted to be like Jodeci at, at, at that point. I thought my way in, or, or even New Edition, where one of the um, members would just talk, his sole responsibility, shout out Michael Bivens, was just to talk on an R&B song. Mm -hmm. So there, and then Entrepreneur, of course, I've been selling weed since I've been, you know, so 17. So. so we're here. There you go. Thank and you. Now you and now you're slinging coffee. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think what I really want to do, Sophia, is get into the business of slanging peanut butter and jelly burritos. I see you have a tortilla. Cobina yes. You. Thank you for noticing. Yes. Yes. I got a tortilla blanket for my birthday. Yes. 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 That's right. That's so, what's up. Peanut butter and jelly burritos. Tell me more about that. Wait. Where are you from? Where do you live? Chula Vista. Oh, yeah. so come on. That's that's like the burrito capital of the world. Hell yeah. And yeah. You guys had, and of course, you grew up with peanut butter in your house, right? Mm hmm. Sounds Jelly. delicious. Sounds delicious. Jelly, yeah. A little bit of hunger. A little bit of hunger going on. A little bit yeah. of drinking. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then, um, well, let me ask you this. Uh, wait, a big chief burrito. How do you warm your, how do you warm up your flour tortillas when you need uh, them hot? I mean, on the on the on the stovetop, right? Like, a... you tell me, and I don't know what do you do. I need to hit the, say hit more. The, hit the flame, th throw it on there, flip it over. Oh, direct to flame. Direct to flame. Yeah, direct to flame. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah, I grew up. I grew up. I grew up. We did arepas like that too. Mm -hmm. We're like in Colombia, but they usually have like a little like a little mini grill that they put on top for the arepas because you have to leave them out longer. But mm -hmm. for the tortillas, I'll just throw them on there and boom, boom until they crisp up a second and then boom. Uh, Sofia, how do you get that? Uh, like on a pan. So, you know, in el comal, you know, you just flip it over. You put butter oh, on that man. thing or not? No, no butter, just a tortilla. No, I was going to clown you right now, Sofia, because I was going to say my, my, my black homies and my white homies, they pull out a pan and then <laughs> and, and they put the tortilla in the pan. I was like, oh, that's a, you guys have never seen a, you guys have never seen a placa or whatever. But you're calling, uh, see, I don't even speak well, Spanish yeah, like no, that. Es que, ¿cómo se dice en inglés? I don't know how to say comal in English. How do you say that? Like the I don't know. I don't, I don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish. Oh, so you're talking an actual flat thing, not yeah, an actual white. Yeah, yeah, like a, no, 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 not a, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like the flat one, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, because that's what, that's, you know, that's what I grew up with in my house, even though, again, I don't speak Spanish. I knew what that was. Um, and then we had a gas stove at my grandmother's, so it was never direct to flame. It always took a, and then, like, at my house now we have gas, and it's a, it's a comal, as you say, Sofia. And, um, but there are times, though, that, you know, I don't, I still have some sensitivity in my hands, so I, I I'm, I'm a little cautious when it comes to the tortilla flipping but once you have a warm tortilla you put that peanut butter you put that jelly you use one knife and for both and then you wrap it up and good to go my next you, business uh, idea you you fuck with the uh the two-in-one peanut butter and jelly or separate separate bottles separate mm -hmm. this is a good question because um because my my thinking here is hey guys if you're trying to save that much time just throw the fucking croutons in that jar while you're at it and just give me the bread peanut butter and jelly all in one. Scoop it out. Yeah, because you know, the, here's the other thing. Actually, I've written about this. Believe it or not, the problem with the two-in-one peanut butter and jelly is because is this. It's straightforward. The jelly, at least at my house, was refrigerated, and the mm -hmm. peanut butter was in the uh, 
whatever they caught the cat in it or whatever yeah. right not the, pan the pantry um so like i don't it was never clear to me what the peanut butter and jelly combo where that was supposed to live because mm -hmm. if you put the put it in the fridge the peanut butter is going to be too hard mm -hmm. and if you put it in the cupboard i don't know you're gonna get diarrhea the jelly could go bad yeah it's probably go bad yeah no i, I think it, i think you go separate 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 bottles Although when you the way you're talking about the peanut butter on the tortilla, it's sort of it's sort of like it's sort of like a peanut butter jelly sandwich, but make it more like a crepe, you know, because mm -hmm. the crepe is all thin, you know, and then the sandwich just gives you a little thicker, you know. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't, and then you could go the complete other way and do it with like some thick ass Texas toast, but that's just too many. That's too many carbs. That's too. I'm <laughs> yeah. no, thinking like. Um... I mean, you've uh, do you guys have net nieces, nephews, kids, or anything like that? You guys have seen these cr crustables? Mm. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, some some of my friends have pointed out that just might be a peanut butter and jelly empanada, and like mm. they just didn't tell us. That's those th those are great when you remember to thaw them out, but they're also good when you just can't wait and you just yeah. say, "Fuck it, good enough." <laughs> How about this? I just only recently learned that um, pop tarts, right? Mm. Like. When you call, you know, as a kid, Pop-Tarts always in the toaster, right? And then you go to college and you're like, oh, shit, I heard you can eat these just without toasting them or whatever, right? That was a that was illuminating. But then only maybe this last during the pandemic, one of the good things to come out of it was that I learned that you can actually freeze a Pop-Tart and motherfuckers eat them frozen. You know about this? What? No. no. Yeah, read the box. Mind oh, blown. Shit. And this All is right. something that they're telling you. <laughs> this, hey. this is a, this is official canon. Um, this is it. Um, I mean, there's there. Believe it or not, I also learned this during the pandemic. There are some souls out there who've gone their entire lives without eating a pop tart from a pop tart tree. So we have to Fresh, be mindful. Right off the vine. Right off the vine. Yeah. Have to be mindful of some of those folks out there who. My, uh, my my friend's wife made us for poker night like a month ago uh, made us a homemade pop tart that was like a whole pan worth and oh, it was wow. it was like a, it was like a Fire. homemade with homemade icing homemade everything and it was so flaky it was like a pop tart croissant it was so effing good i had to double up on my diabetes medicine but it was, it was <laughs> i was gonna say it was, it was, boy sophia are you like a Cinnamon, maple, and brown. What is it? They do cinnamon and brown sugar, or are you strawberry? What What's in your pop tart? Uh, my favorite top two flavors are the blueberry and the uh anything chocolate. So like the s'mores one is really good to me. I've never had either of those. Wow. So good. Those are yeah. Those are my favorite. So fruity or savory, but I do like the cinnamon. I you know I'm, I'm all about pop tarts. I will say though, I was the opposite of you. So my journey was I always ate them cold. Never knew they were supposed to be toasted. <laughs> It was mind blowing when I found out. Yeah, that's nasty. Cold is kind of no. cold is like you're camping or something like that, or like it's like a cookie. It's so good. I don't know. How about this? And I'll send you the picture. Not, not I won't, but it's, it's true. I do have it. Uh, my toaster broke, and so I, I have a picture of me warming a pop tart on a comal at the crib. Oh, that's smart. Okay, you flipping. That's how you burned your hands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like this spatula. This is too, yeah, too close for to comfort. Yeah. We're talking pop tart preferences on mm -hmm. the Hentha show <laughs> with Mr. Big Brown Dowd from Estiso mm -hmm. Coffee, and uh, he's been talking to us about his variety of. Uh, you're like a you're like a Renaissance man over here with all the different music, coffee, mm -hmm. uh, advertising, film, acting, hip hop. 
do you ever rank them in your own head like which ones are your favorite or are you just like yeah. an equal, equal opportunity for all, all these endeavors you have well the the I also hold the title for being uh, one of the few Renaissance men who has to look up how to spell Renaissance whenever he wants to um, use the word. Always fucking yeah. But but the word. Oh, but I do I do know for because I've had to look it up. I do know like the the root right like of the word Renaissance mm-hmm. is like we we know the Latin word or we know the English word nascent right, mm-hmm. which has to do with birth right, mm-hmm. um, the the birthing of and then renascent the rebirthing. Or the Renaissance is the rebirthing of culture, or whatever these Europeans thought they were doing, or whatever. Um, but uh, so yeah, I, I do like that. That's I rank my interest in words as kind of like a driving force in my career because I've worked in television. I used to rap, and I work in advertising now as a writer and producer. So definitely. Um, and then I also kind of see, like as you know, uh, burrito. That's funny because I know nobody calls you burrito, but. Um, <laughs> Big Chief, uh, hip hop played a big part, played a big role in our generation's kind of sense of identity and stuff, you know. So like, I was hip hop head, so I was already calling myself an artist. Like even when motherfuckers were like, "You're not an artist, bro," I was like, "Nah, I'm a fucking artist. I don't know what you want me to tell you." Mm-hmm. So like that kind of propelled me and what I and kind of my work too. So, um, so that's what I, I would say. Like that's just one. That's just all comes from like being interested in language and. And having fun with it an orator mm-hmm. basically yeah 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 you would have been you would have been in the, in the in the in the town square giving out the news of the day yeah that's what yeah, i would have been either a herald or a tribute people like yeah if you ever think about during the renaissance what your job might have been a cooper which is a term that I, I i like you guys know what a cooper is no what is that cooper yeah what's a cooper? it's a barrel maker Okay. I don't know why I know it's that's it's a real thing. I'm pretty sure I'm like 94% sure and we can look that up later, but um a Cooper. A Cooper. Yeah. Not like um, a mini Cooper. That shit looks like a barrel, so who knows, right? It looks like a little <laughs> barrel on wheels. Why would that be your uh, profession in the Renaissance times? No, no, I would have been a herald or a tribune. Oh, okay. But 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 the Cooper I would have probably we probably would have drank beer together. Nice. Or there iced tea. Go. What do you, what do you, um, what's your go-to, uh, beverage of choice these days in the, in the beers? Ooh, in the beers? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I, thank you for mentioning this because, you know, part of what I, I'm doing with coffee is what I'm going to, this is what I'm doing with beer for Hispanic Heritage Month. And with coffee, Mestizo Coffee, Mestizo.coffee, which is a brand I started during the pandemic to provide top shelf coffee to Latinos who drink more coffee than our white counterparts. But most of the coffee we drink is like low grade because mostly we don't know better, but I'm, I'm here to kind of say, Hey, there's like, we have to pay more, but that's true of like a lot of the things that, that, that we drink. Right. Um, but uh, one other thing I do here with the coffee is like collaborate with the artists, uh, hip hop artists and, and put like QR codes on the bag and, um, they have out there's music on it and stuff like that. So, but it's Hispanic heritage month with beer. I'm teaming up with, um, Norwalk brew house and my homeboy, Ray, Ricky Rivera to put out a beer with Olympic gold medalist, uh, Mexican-American water polo, Scion, Brenda Villa, who uh, has a four-time, she's a four-time gold medalist, Mexican-American from City of Commerce. And uh, we're going to be raising money to support her foundation, which is um, aimed at educating people of color 
around water safety and aquatics. So we're releasing a beer called Agua de Oro and with Norwalk Brewhouse. And it's probably going to drop the last week of Hispanic Heritage Month. And um, I don't even drink a lot of beer like that. But um, one thing about getting into craft goods and, and services is that you start seeing other like other people in the space are interested in like better beer, like better food, better bread. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit, there's all these artisan goods. And once you get in the mix, I'm starting to find. And then for the most part, a lot of these artisan kind of marketplaces uh, on the commercial level, maybe is like mostly white. So like specialty coffee is a mostly white endeavor. You know what I'm saying? Um, craft beer is a mostly white endeavor, but we're trying to diversify these spaces by, you know, being producers uh, of, of products and events and shit. That's amazing. Is it a golden ale? Ooh, it's a good question. So you drink beer like that? I do. I love it. Yeah. So, um, so you guys are down where like the beer is popping because you guys have that. Uh, there's a brewery down near you guys that's woman run, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Mujeres, Mujeres Brew House. Yeah. And that's okay. in Logan, right? Yeah. 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 They're uh, connected to the spot up here, which name escapes me. But uh, those guys are dope. And I mentioned them because you asked what kind of beer it was. And we're working with SoCal Cerveceras. Um, so the largest home-based, sorry, the largest Latino homebrew organization in the country is SoCal Cerveceros. And um, they have a offshoot called SoCal Cerveceras and two women brewmasters developed the recipe for this Agua de Oro that we're going to brew on Tuesday. And um, the recipe includes some lemon, some lemon notes. Oh. I forget the kind of beer it is. I want to say Mexican lager, but if Ray, uh, we'll, we're, we're, just, we're in the mix right now. I should, I should probably know, but I don't with the, the, the style of beer. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I want to go to Chismos on Tuesday. Like I'm invested in this. <laughs> yeah. We got to, we got to try it yeah. out live on stream. We got to, we mm-hmm. got to get the, we got to do the taste test. Yeah. Tuesday we'll be in San Pedro at the brewery, like starting the, I've never been, so I've never been a part of like a a beer project before. So this is like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but we're going to the brewery and it's going down and it's going to take like six weeks from then for the beer to be finished. And then the last week of Hispanic Heritage Month, we'll have some kind of kickoff. And why does Hispanic Heritage Month start in the middle of the month? I never understood that. Right. (laughs) Well, that's the, um, you know, that's a lot of um, Latin American countries celebrate their Independence Day. On yeah. the sixteenth, yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of it's like the eighteenth, the twentieth. Yeah, it's a lot of those. We're, we're a lot of the middle of the month independence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, this one is my favorite, just because uh, I, I had I had uh, Mr. Mr. Big Brown Dad on the fireside chats for a little while, and I got this uh, the four twenty one Colombian, which is what I'm currently on and running out of. Hey. Uh, <laughs> re-up, re-up season, re-up season. It's time um, for the re-up season. <laughs> I need hey, that Sophia. burrito code so I can so I can get a couple hey. back together for Sophia. I need to try this. <laughs> Wait, do you know um Dr. Bronner's soap? Sophia's uh, uh, I know of Dr. Brown's, but I don't Dr. Bronner is like a oh, Trader Brown. Joe's. Mm-hmm. Like Trader Joe's and Target carries it now. 
It's that really expensive bottle soap with a weird design and a bunch of esoteric writing on it. Mm -hmm. oh, so those of you who are watching might be familiar with it. Anyways, I try to emulate that with the label of this this Ooh. coffee. With a bunch no, of I, esoteric. I, I mean, you, you put a lot of care in, in anything, the presentation, the uh, not even just just this, but like the other one, like, the, you know, the the not the art, but then the rest of the coffee, like this bag, like all this, you know, and then there's QR codes for music on there. Like this is like yeah. a real collaboration. And when we spoke the last time, you really put me up on on what the shit coffee game is in terms of like, you know, we take the, we take the shitty weed and we roll it into the paper that smells good. <laughs> and then that we, we sort of ignore the shitty weed and then you drink the Starbucks coffee and, and you put a bunch of, you know, but the thing that I love the most, and, and not just because you're a sponsor of the show, but is that I can't drink a lot of shit coffee anymore. Cause I, I am diabetic. So I, I just have to put, be able to put stevia a little, mm. a little, what you might call a little cinnamon and some cream mm. And and I've gotten used to that, but the flavors that you have, and for example, I'm, and I'm Colombian, so you gave me something that's the 420 and one, and you're like referencing my culture and and my other culture, and 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 I'm all in. And 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 after <laughs> and after Mr. Big Brown that uh, publicly coffee shamed me um, <laughs> and said what? we don't, and he said Lou, I'm gonna give you a discount code because we don't speak broke. In, in, in SoCal, even if you're Colombian, you got to get with the program. I've been I've been on a I've been on a good coffee trip ever since, and I've only tried the 420. But I want to try, and I also want to try the fruit bomb uh, because I kind of want to expand my horizon a little bit on that. So um, we're always, uh, as you know, we're always shouting you out on, on the pod, on the stream. Um, you know, the official unofficial sponsor of the show here. Uh, so make sure you guys go to mestizo.coffee, check it out. There's beer coming up. How do you feel about like these like um, because I understand, yeah, we live in, in, in Brewery Central here, right here in San Diego. Um, but how do you feel about, like, these horchata beers or these agua jamaica beers? Safia, I know you you probably see them more out and about. How, do you just pass on those or do you smash? Uh, I, I tend to pass on those in general, but I'm willing to always try something new. I like when people get experimental, especially with, you know, brews. I try them a lot of, like, beer fest or, like, at yeah. a little outside you're like this is the agua jamaica beer and blah blah mm -hmm. blah 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 and you're like i don't know stay in your lane like mm -hmm. I, either i want to even i want something that's going to get me but and i'm not a big beer person i like the like the pale ale like the 394 or rolling rock or something simple mm -hmm. i don't i don't like ipas at all mm -hmm. uh how about you mr uh mr big brown dad how do you feel about these man I, I feel oh i'm down with whatever like i don't think there are any like i don't enter the space with any ideas about what should be what's right what's wrong don't take our mm -hmm. flavors or well i mean don't get me wrong there are clear examples especially in craft beer of white-owned companies majority white operated companies um, taking using latino names and latino imagery to try to sell beer to latino consumers and the mm -hmm. shit just looks phony from jump street so there's a lot of that fuckery going on i think that's clown shit but i also think that anybody I don't think there's any proprietorship over flavors and in, in food, mm -hmm. in food, so that I don't have any problem with people doing what they will with whatever flavors are available to them. Um, that said, you know, I don't know if you guys are this serious, like there are people who, there's a coffee app, for example, where when you taste, you, you take notes while you're preparing your coffee. Okay, so I used a 20 to one ratio. My water temperature was 198. I grounded my coffee to this measure of coarseness 
And these are, uh, my brew time was three and a half minutes. And these were the flavor notes that I discerned from this brew today, from tomorrow, and Menudo beer. Shout out my guy, Los Libertinos. Shout out Carlos Avalar right there. He's building, um, my, my man's doing big shit in San Antonio, Texas, building for the city and for the state. Shout out, uh, shout out Carlos Avalar. Um, but yeah, uh, beer, take notes. So yeah, so I, I'm so like, I'm so ignorant about beer. Like I feel like on Tuesday, for example, I'll definitely be taking notes. Like what the fuck am I drinking again? And like, how is this different? And, and what's going on? Cause most, I, I really don't know. The oh, way yeah. you talk about coffee though, is the way you will be talking about beer in a few months. I guarantee it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I think there's like similarities where right? people are interested in like all that, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they're two definitely products that, that, that lend themselves to like these niche markets if, if, you know, and then like, if people want like the eh, sustainable, like uh, friendly single source origin, all that good stuff. And they're like, it's easier to do that with a product like beer, coffee, stuff like that, where you can sort of control the products and where you're getting everything from. We are live on the Henta show. Um, Mr. Big Brown dad stopping by for this week in Latini dad. So we had to get a Latino dad. Uh, mest- oh, he's got the mestizo. Oh, oh, he's got the mestizo. Huh? Okay. Huh? What happened? Oh, there he goes. Pro- product placement all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted to touch base with you on a couple of a couple of issues. Uh, just because I have you on. Um, as a the things that passed over the last several weeks. Um, because of your background in hip hop, uh, what was your take on the uh, Taiga, the you know Cholo appropriation song? How did you? How, where did you land on that debate? Do you think it's, you know, because because I speak to to people all day and and on different things and 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 for the most part Latinos and Mexicans are are one of the least offended people, you know like like they were like hey aren't you aren't you upset that uh, this kid was in brownface and uh, the kid from Transformers was in brownface and we're like nah we're not we're, no <laughs> uh, no everybody knows a down ass white boy that grew up in the hood don't don't trip that's not that's not foreign yes. to us you know or hey aren't you mad that aren't you mad about this brownface and like no but. This 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 Tiger video dropped and everybody pretty much was like, "Hold up, wait a minute." So where did where did you fall on it? Even like one step back, I was also able to. I saw the video and then I saw the discourse online, which was interesting too, right? Those are two different things, right? It was like the video that dropped people, and then like, what would my reaction to the video be? And then the discourse around the video, which involved uh, American Cholo. T- um, being identified as someone who apparently Tyga had to apologize to symbolically or something like that. And I observed that as well. Thought that was interesting. I do. Like, and then is he like our Jesse Jackson or something? Is that what's going on? Like, I don't know. I don't know that that was funny to me, but even more interesting to me was Tyga's explanation of what was happening in the video. And that like, he was like, Oh, not what? No, I was playing. I was playing a character from uh, Eddie Murphy character from whatever the fuck. I don't even know the movie, bro. But he was like, yeah, I was like, I don't even like, I don't even know why you guys are tripping. Like he, he was lost. Right. So I thought that was interesting. That dude seemed to not really intentionally use stuff he thought might be offensive. Cause like who would, right. So mm-hmm. it just shows us like how, how ignorant he might be to what could be construed as offensive. But I don't think in the end, dude had any, any ill will and then for everybody to look up on such a weak figure in hip-hop in that way seemed also comical to me like why are you looking up on like little bow wow style dudes you know what i'm saying like 
That's weak sauce. So I thought that was kind of weird. Um, and probably the funniest thing, though, and this is not to absolve Tyga, because, again, I don't think Tyga had any in, uh, intention to do anything disrespectful. Um, but he did say things that proved him to be ignorant. The most ignorant thing that I heard him say during the interview on Power 106 with American Cholo was that he wanted to do this song for his Latino fans. Like this was like, like Latino fans of hip hop need to hear mariachi or whatever the fuck. Like these guys think like when they integrate some kind of quote unquote Latin trope into their music, their Latino fans like it. And I was like, bro, <laughs> we're fucking more hip hop than fucking hip hop, bro. Like mm -hmm. you don't, we don't need, we don't need mariachi music. And that is not our, that's not our version of hip hop, bro. Our version of hip hop is Tupac. Like fucking Mexican American produced half his music, bro. Get the fuck out of here. Like, we don't need to be, um, well, I don't know what the term, we don't need to be uh, Appropriating. catered to in that way. Oh, yeah, yeah pandered to. Pandered to, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I, I get that. You could be pandered <laughs> Yeah, like, it would be a, yeah, I feel, I think that for him, what it, and, and I think somebody broke it down when the video comes out, is like, he, he had done music with Santana and with some other artists before where there was more people in the room. So I think this was just nobody, there wasn't anybody in the room to sort of check him yeah while he was doing it you know that's kind right. of more like that's more like echo chamber where like uh like if you're talking about like i, I heard something you know like artists in like the like white artists in the 30s 40s 50s when they were drawing cartoons and they were drawing like uh racially insensitive or like you know it, it was because they that's that's all they've known that's that's the that's the stereotypes that they learn and there was nobody around to tell them no so they're like yeah why wouldn't i draw, i draw the black person this way or why would right. I, you know, and then, you know, so if you're like, oh, I'm going to put some cellos in this video, it's like, why not just go with what I imagine? And there was stuff in there from Spain, like, yeah, like, uh, like, yeah. like, like, uh -huh. and like, so he was like, he wasn't, he didn't even get his Mexican right. He was all over the place. <laughs> well, these, uh, and then it's like, where are these, all, where are all these like civil rights activists in hip hop? Like when, like, there's been decades long objectification of Latinas in hip hop music videos, bro. Like mm -hmm. they straight get played as like, sexual objects in like a profane ways for almost ever and no and what where, where's where's where are these heroes why are they talking shit about that because they're gonna have to look up on 50 cent and i don't think 50 cent is gonna be all apologetic to fucking joe blow or whatever so it's just i, I just find it comical and mostly yeah okay yeah i wanted to touch base with you since it kind of intersects with with your area hip-hop and whatnot want to get your take on it um today uh or over the last couple of weeks uh so apparently luis guzman is not uh gomez enough for the adams family mm -hmm. uh because obviously he's replacing raul julia who did an excellent job uh but um if you look at luis guzman a lot of people were saying that it doesn't look like he could get uh, if he could get the girl as the Adams, and okay. uh, and the and the and he actually looks a little bit more like the original Gomez if you go by like that. But Raul Julia is obviously a very suave dude, and he did an incredible job with the part. But I felt a little bit of a, a little bit of hate towards the bigger guys because they were like, "No, nah, <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis Guzman, he couldn't get uh, Morticia. Is it Morticia? His yeah, wife, Morticia. Right? Yeah. yeah, he can't. I'm like Morticia's a Morticia's a, is a is a dime. But hey, man." As a big guy who's as a big guy who's always scored above his his number, I, I take offense to that. So you know, big, big dudes can 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 
can uh, can get action. So I think Luis Guzman uh, as uh, as Gomez is actually a great casting. So good job on that one. Better than if they would have gotten uh, everybody's favorite uh, asshole Johnny Depp to do it, which is what they originally wanted. Oh huh. no. Well, yeah, obviously it was Tim Burton, so they're like automatically is like, is it going to be? Is it going to be Johnny? It's like, eh, he's not even. And then, but then some people were saying that he was too Latino. Like, they wanted to whitewash the, the part. Like, Raul Julia was just right the right amount because he was paler. And it's like, do you realize the motherfucker's name is Gomez? <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want a Latino actor to play him? Come on. Give us a little break. Give us give us something. You're not even. You're not going to yeah. give us El Castro. Give us Gomez at least. Yeah, it's hard out here, bro. <laughs> Hey man, that's all right. Um, so Mestizo Coffee, uh, you got the background in hip hop. Um, and uh, what 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 else do you have going on uh, besides those things? You got the 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 new beer coming out, or are you going to start the process on your new beer? How involved are you going to be in that? Like, are you just are you just watching? Are you kind of like are you turnkey like these white people with the tequila brands, or are you are you getting, <laughs> are you getting in the are you getting in the mix? Like like are you picking well, you up know. The, <laughs> are you are you in there smelling the hops? How deep are you in this? Well, I I, I did quickly learn that we are we are in 2022 and automation has has taken hold and a lot of uh so I was told for example on Tuesday that there isn't a lot of manual kind of labor involved in, in kicking it off. There's I guess some shoveling of this or that that might take place, but um in terms of like I, I did also learn during the process as we discussed what the flavor profile might be, that there's some kind of software that brewers use to input some of these variables and then and then it um, kicks out a recipe. And uh, then you then you deliver this recipe to the the brew the actual and again, I might be using the wrong language, the actual brewery who then or the brewmaster who then executes mm-hmm. this formula. So there's a lot of science. I mean obviously this is a scientific endeavor and there's a lot of uh, software frankly that's at work here to to making sure like these uh, recipes get executed right and then of course this as i mentioned this two women were involved with developing the recipe concretely so those are the socal seva setas and what i'll do and like hopefully you know what i'm going to be doing is helping with the marketing and um yeah, basically helping with the marketing, the storytelling around it, so we can try to get as much visibility around the campaign, which will involve more than half a dozen breweries in California and across the Southwest, who are going to be a part of this uh, this campaign. All right. Well, hopefully, some of them down here in in, in SoCal, maybe Mujeres, if they're associated with them, mm-hmm. will come down. Actually, Mujeres is one of the companies that I have on my list uh, to try to reach out to to get them on the on the pod mm-hmm. as well. So hopefully. Uh, if there's a collaboration there, we might be able to, to talk to them a little bit about just, fuck, you know, Chingona is opening a fucking brewery, right? That's good stuff. Yeah, they're dope. That's dope. That's a great story. Amazing. So, uh, where are they based in? They're out here in Southern California. So, okay. if you look up SoCal Cerveceros, mm-hmm. they meet in, I don't know where they meet, Whittier or something? Um, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go... I right, man, that's honestly that's 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 a learning curve for you, but uh, but but I think you're bringing a lot to the table, especially with your marketing skills, promotion, et cetera, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. so that's that seems like a good good mix. It's 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 fun to find people where you are 
Um, like for example, um, I, I partnered, uh, with a production studio here in, in San Diego that just opened up. It's a friend of mine and they, they bought a studio. They built a giant green screen. They have production stage dressing rooms, the whole thing. And I sat there and I talked to them and I was like, so how are you guys going to get business? And he's like, well, we're just kind of, we were just going to open up the door and sort of hang our shingle and just be like, we're here. And then he's like, he's like, did you guys hire a salesperson? Do you have sales scripts? Do you have landing pages on your website? Do you have any of these things? He's like, no. And I was like, okay. I was yeah, like, man. all right. Uh, so now after a, a two conversations with the owners of that place, I'm, I'm, I'm officially like they're, they're in charge of all their sales and creating their whole sales process. Cause I have a background in sales for 20 years that I'm that I happen to be really good at, but I have no passion for. So at least I got to put it to good use. Uh, <laughs> so so long story short, now I have now I'm part of a studio and I'm helping them with that. So it's always it's always good when you meet like minded people that can see there's something that I'm not great at that you're really good at. And if we put ourselves together, then we're you know, sure. we can we can kind of both rise. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if we just spend our money amongst each other we'd be a lot, we'd be a lot better off. And, um, you know, I think that's part of what I've done recently in terms of thinking about networking is like, what kind of, um, how might this collaboration advance where we're, you know, accelerate and advance our trajectory, you know? And, uh, sometimes it means being strategic and, uh, you know, and and pouring, pouring some resources into some of these, some of these projects. That's really another thing that's kind of helped me, over the you know over the last three or four years is to look at what i'm doing on a project by project basis like looking at my work as projects i have this project it's probably going to end it's going to end at some point and then i'll work on this project mm-hmm. with these cool people and then that'll be done and then i'll work on this project with these cool people and then that'll be done so it's helped me not procrastinate out of fear of like getting into something that's, I feel like could be a long-term thing and like, mm-hmm. and not everything needs to be, not every creative endeavor needs to be a commitment to be in business forever. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what's some cool shit we can do and get done together, you know? And mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of helped me. Something a lot, a lot of people don't know about Mr. Big Brown Dad. He's the, he's the reason that there's cholo culture in Japan because he was taking trips out there in the 90s. And, 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 and all of a sudden now in Japan, they got like a thriving uh, lowrider culture. And this guy Do was just for the reason. Yeah. yeah, there's a cool, I think if there's a New York Times documentary show, showcasing mm-hmm. cool cholo culture in Japan, not. Sadly, I went out there under different auspices, but I'm, 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 I went out there as a... As a gospel rapper, strangely enough, in, in oh. my previous life, but um, I want to go back because hip. Oh, you know what I did yesterday? Actually, uh, oh. Big Chief, uh, is uh, you have a you have an Echo, do you have an Amazon Echo or whatever? Yes. That where you can just say play this or play that. Mm-hmm. I was like play Japanese hip hop when I was in the shower. I don't know what something came over me. Uh, two years ago, my kids got into anime, and then I know I remember then looking up looking for articles on Japanese hip hop. And then I found some real street shit and I was like, Oh, this is dope. So when I was in the shower, basically saying play Japanese hip hop, it played some cornball shit. I was like, next, mm-hmm. next. But um, there's, there's some fire Japanese hip hop out there. You just gotta, just gotta look for it. Gotta okay. dig through the crates. Yeah. Uh, did you ever get into, I know you, you collaborate with B production, but did you ever get into B production yourself? Nah. I'm, I'm actually it probably would have sucked up too much of my time bro like 
These guys yeah. are all fucking. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I can yeah. Never, I see the Jayla behind you uh, as, as well. Um, yeah. No, no so we're. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I mean, I did come up. There was a time, of course, where like I wish I did know how to make beats because they were so hard to come by. Right. Early on, but now you're just flooded with beats. Like fucking. Mm-hmm can't go anywhere like just the lo-fi hip-hop like if that was around in like the mid 90s i would have like 30 albums out instead it was like hey can i get a beat okay how much fuck all right let me give you half now and then when i get paid in two weeks let me drive to your house we're gonna spend six hours we have six hours right because it's gonna take six hours to make this fucking beat and only half of it and i'm gonna write my raps on it was like the it was like a nightmare back then bro so now (laughs) beats are falling out of the fucking sky that's true Everyone's a SoundCloud rapper nowadays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. When you when you post something and it's like when and it goes viral, you're like, "Hey, here's my SoundCloud, by the way." <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, that's yeah. funny. I love those tweets where people are like, "I don't have a SoundCloud, but here's my homies." But here's, yeah, but here's, yeah. Whatever the fuck. Like, I need to promote something on this bitch. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we're okay, live. Go ahead. Oh no, say uh, I was gonna ask you guys, uh, what has been your most viral tweet? I don't tweet. I don't tweet a lot, and so yeah. that's why I'm like, oh, I don't know. But but so then, even considering you don't tweet a lot, what what has resonated? Like, what 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 got you some pop on there? Like, what you what you tweet about? Honestly, like I I'm very new to Twitter. I started maybe like a year no, ago, really using it, and I I rarely use it. So okay. nothing. Yeah, she maybe was busy getting a, she was busy getting a master's or something. I was getting a degree. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, in psychology, so I have a master's of science in psychology with an emphasis in applied behavioral analysis. Hey, mm-hmm. that was a yeah. mouthful. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I saw the. I computed. It computed. Very good. I think mine was either something stupid like sports related. No, actually, uh, or um, I don't know. Honestly, I think I, I, I think it was nothing. Nothing too. Nothing too. Too interesting. I don't think. Uh, I don't know. I don't think I hit too hard on there sometimes. What about you? Oh, hey, don't get it twisted, bro. Because I've definitely posted some funny shit and had three hearts, and then definitely, and then mm-hmm. the same day, yeah, a Latina author posted, "My temperature is ninety nine point four and she had like thirteen hundred retweets and fucking seven hundred. Yep. So I was like, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. But but I can tell you my most popular video tweet. And uh, I don't know how you're going to feel about this, Big Chief. I forget where you land on this. Was right. me clowning Lin-Manuel Miranda and Hamilton, where I did like a, I did like a, a mock Hamilton rap. Yeah. And I was like, I, just, I did some dorky. Oh, oh good, I bro. I, I waited four years. I waited like nothing, whatever. I was like, I ain't watching this dumb shit. But um, I clowned it, and that shit caught fire, bro. People were retweeting it for some reason. No, You haven't I, seen it? No, no, I haven't. Did you pin it? Because I need to see this. No, 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 not my video. Have you seen? Have you oh, seen okay. Hamilton? Though? Yes. Have you seen Hamilton? Yes. But you haven't seen Hamilton. No, no. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I was, I grew up in New York, and I grew up a lot around the theater, and I was a theater kid. But I also, I was, I was, I was a chameleon, so I hung out with like the homeboys and like the the ta- the taggers and like. But I also hung out with theater kids and like the student government kids. I was all over the place. 
but I, so I was a theater kid, but I wasn't that big of a theater kid. So I, I see some shit like that. And I'm just like, oh my god, you're gonna rap the whole time, and I'm like, this is so fucking. <laughs> yeah. is so fucking and and I'm a, and I'm the same kid that sat at like front row of like um you know Cyrano the Bergerac or like all these other. I went to Rent like four times in the nineties. Yes. But ham, but I, but I, but so so I'm kind of like it's weird where where I where I think something is corny or not. So Hamilton, mm. I was just like, uh, it's like it's a it's 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 something to say that you like, but you don't really like. Even the people that say they love it, maybe they don't like it that much. Really, right? No, I was like, uh, Hamilton is rap for people who hate rap, and history for people who hate books. So. That's yeah, yeah. that's basically it for me. I'd rather man. I'd rather I'd rather binge watch Drunk History than mm-hmm. than than hey. Hamilton. Honestly, all right, uh, Los, uh, thanks for stopping by, Los uh, Libertinos. I saw you also found me, Big Brown. What's going to be the Ooh, alcohol content of the room? Great. Question. I'm going to look it up. Oh, I can bring up that fucking algorithmic fucking thing. I have to, yeah, have to yeah. look at my email, but yeah, 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 yeah see, things yeah, in the fives, fives or six. It's low. It's supposed okay. to be uh, introduce drinkers of like non craft beer. Who will presumably be this audience to to craft beer, so it's not going to be too crazy. It's the same thing. Like, um, same thing is true with beer as is as is true with coffee, which is most Latinos who consume consume commercial versions of those drinks, industrial grade, low quality. And so it's like uh, folks who are operating in this space, like Norwalk Brewhouse, and, and what I'm doing with Miss Diesel are saying, "Hey guys, there's better shit. Yes, it costs more, but you already pay money for good mezcal, for good weed, for good sneakers." Why not pay good money for good coffee? You know, yeah. you can't wrap everything in a cotton candy flavored blunt wrap. No, absolutely. And uh, the, I will admit, though, that even though I, I am now of the top shelf, because I don't I, I drink one cup a day. So it's not like I need like eight cups a day where it's going to drive me broke. Sure. It's worth it. Uh, but I still do. I still do put it into disposable, not the disposable, but the reusable current cups. Oh, well, you do. You do. Yeah. And and I and and and. And, and 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 today I put and and today I put some ice in it. So I, oh, how about this? I drank the Bro. coffee, but I haven't been. I haven't taken that next step. I'm just being honest with you, what? and I love it. So I, I'm much more. Wait, do you have a coffee grinder at your house? Do you have a grinder? Yeah. I do. I, yeah, I have a coffee grinder. I have a coffee. Grinder. Okay. Do you have a gooseneck kettle? I don't know what that is. It's the the kettle that has like the the neck of the the stem of the kettle is like I have a, no, I have a no long. Kettles. I have no kettles. No kettles. No, no, I don't. Yeah. Bro, let, let me know, know when you're buy a kettle. Oh, I'm gonna send you a you link. Were, you, you were, about to, were you about to say pour over coffee? Is that what you were getting at? Yeah, I'm about to send them a. I've sent a, a handful of my customers mm-hmm. who fuck with the brand, but I know they're drinking it in a shitty way. I'm like, yeah. we have to stop all this, bro. Like, I'm gonna buy you the like pour I'm, over. I'm, 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 I'm drinking the coffee, but I'm just letting you know that I, I have it ready. I get up in the morning, I press the button, and then it's done. Like, okay, like this, this is what I'm saying, though, bro. I'm gonna send you. I'm gonna send you a. Um, I'm gonna send you a link to a kettle because if you don't have the kettle, then you're then the game's fucked up. If you buy the kettle, I'll buy the pour over kit for you and send it to you so that you yeah. can drink coffee. It is a little bit better because yeah. like I'm not even talking about the scale yet, bro. Yeah. Oh, you probably already have a scale. Yeah, you already yeah, have a scale. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, okay. yeah. I have like three pour over things. I'll give you one. I'll give you one, Lou. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, save right. me. Save me twenty five yeah, bucks. Yeah, right. What's the um? I'm down. I'm down to try it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. we all should be. So we all should be drinking better. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, I want to thank uh, Mr. Big Brown. Dad. I have one last bit for you. If you got, a, if you got like two more minutes with you, I want to do a little quick bit with you. But I want to remind everybody again. Um, 
where did I put that? All right, here we go. Sorry. Uh, that go to mestizo.coffee. Um, mm-hmm. It is um, a local uh, Mexican-owned company here, Southern California, L.A., uh, and then, you know, they're fucking with people from the area, from the culture, whether that's, you know, coffees from Colombia, uh, hip hop artists from the area, um, breweries in the area. So, again, you know, Mi Gente Show and, and I had you on Fireside Chat. You're a sponsor there. But Mi Gente Show is kind of like a really good home for it as well, because we're all about reacting to news and culture from a Latinx perspective. So obviously this is something and it's two Latinos and a microphone. We both drink coffee, so it's Love definitely. It. I'm, I'm definitely want to try. I'm, I'm definitely. I need to re up on the on the 420 and one, and I might try the fruit bomb again, um, because those are my favorite. But there's a lot of cool stuff on there. Like I said, uh, Big Brown Dad is collaborating with everybody. Uh, let me put you up on there. game. Let, let me put you in your. Uh, let me save some money for you and your audience, and that is because if you buy those um, collaboration roasts, you, you might have noticed that bag was 3333. 33 and a third for you record playing lovers. Um, and that is because there's music on the bag, you know. But if you become a subscriber, it's called like a Mestizo monthly subscription. You get two bags of coffee per month for $40. But whenever we have collaborations, those collaboration bags come along with your subscription. So you'll get that $33 bag plus another bag for that $40. So which is why I'd recommend... Anybody listening, consider becoming a subscriber where you get two bags of coffee per month for 40 bucks. And the retail value of that coffee exceeds 40 bucks. But um, I'm not making a lot of money on this, but I'm trying to get everybody stuck off that good shit. Yeah. So, get them hooked. Get them hooked. Get them hooked. Get them hooked. All right. We're going we're gonna to move out some other stuff. But before I let you go, Mr. Big Brown Dad, as is my custom with all my guests, I like to do something a little bit that I like to call, and you've been through this before, the bracket bit. And through the gauntlet before Big Brown Dad previously on the episode, I forgot what we talked about, but you know about rapping, you know about hip hop, and you also apparently know about acting. So today's bracket is going to be best rapper actor. Oh, mm. are you ready? Okay, let's go. All right, this is the best rapper actor. Ooh. All right, in the first round, we got Tupac or Common. Damn, Tupac. And if you want to expand on any of these. Yeah, you know, I've actually, uh, I've actually, <laughs> I, I was a big Common fan. And what happened after like Water for Chocolate, every album got worse. And every time I see him pop up in a TV show, I'm like, that's why. So I can no longer, I don't like seeing Common because every time he's acting, that means he's not perfecting his rhymes. He became more of a celebrity than an actual artist mm-hmm. at some point. You know, he, he, but he peaked, he peaked, he peaked on, he peaked, uh, he peaked with Dilla, I think. Uh, so yeah. far to go. So far to go is like a, is a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Tupac moves on. All right. Most deaf or Busta Rhymes? Um, I'm going most deaf. Busta Rhymes, I, I just, he just looks like um, he's going to scream at any moment. <laughs> most deaf has definitely more range. Uh, more range. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yes. Dr. Dre or Eve? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, 
I think that's Eve all day. Or the doctor. The Eve, yeah. Barbershop. You know, she has an hour. She has a, what do you call that? Stage time or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nelly or Sticky Fingers? Back the fuck up. Mm -hmm. That that was my Sticky Fingers impersonation. (laughs) Well, he, was it him or was it uh, the other dude that was uh, that was in the wire? I'm pretty sure it was. Fredro. Oh, no, that, was that was Fredo. That was Fredro. So yeah. But I'm going sticky. Yeah, all day. Nally, I don't fuck with. All right, Donald Glover or Puffy. Ooh, Ooh Donald Glover. Puffy. Yeah. Donald Glover's got credits. He's got. Come IMDb. on. He's got IMDb stats. Andre <laughs> yeah. three. Andre three thousand. Uh, Ooh. The basketball movie or Ti's been in Ti's in the Marvel universe. Oh shit! Yeah. Ti is an Ant Man, right? Oh man! Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's part of the security team with uh, yeah. in, from Ant Man. Let's go three stacks. All right, uh, Master P. I don't know if I put Matter P uh, mm-hmm. or Drake. Hmm. I don't know any of Drake's. Oh wait, Drake was in that TV show, wasn't he? Grassy. Yeah, yeah. Degrassi. Master P though, I, I got the, the hookup. Master- I, I got the hookup, man. He had his whole movie line. Exactly, like seventy-seven DVDs for seventy-seven dollars. Let's go, Master P, executive uh, producer extraordinaire. Snoop Dogg Ooh. or Will Smith? Ooh. Oh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop, Snoop Dogg. That's got unfair. Ray. Will just won an Oscar, but <laughs> yeah. he also slapped the fuck out of somebody. So I don't know. I don't know. Is Snoop Dogg ever not Snoop Dogg though? Is this motherfucker really popping up as anyone other than Snoop Dogg? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I'm yeah, gonna go yeah. Will Smith here. Will Smith, all right. And uh, Ice Cube or Ludacris? Ludacris is Cube. probably one of the. Ludacris is probably one of the worst rappers. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That that like my time. my favorite movie of all time is uh, Boys in the Hood. Like that's a top three all time for me. So, uh, Vanilla Ice or Queen Latifah? Ah, they don't know. Wait, they don't know. They don't show or they don't care about what's going on in the hood. That's an Ice Cube. Boys in the Hood. <laughs> Queen, Queen, Queen Latifah, bro. The queen, yeah, the Queen's, the queen's got, Come that, on. She's got stats. All right, 50 Cent or Dodd Trine or Redman. What was Redman? Was, oh, Stay High or whatever? How High. Mm-hmm. Oh, How High? Yeah, I just go 50 Cent, bro. Mm-hmm. And also, side note, and putting it on wax because I already have this copyrighted, but I have a I have a treatment called, uh, that's basically a Willy Wonka remake with Redman and Method Man. Which is basically instead of like the golden ticket, it's like the golden blunt wrap, and you get to go to Red and Mess Weed Factory. <laughs> wow! And it's, and it's like the the never ending joint, and it's like it's it's a it's a whole <laughs> the Oompa Loompa is a reggae band. I'm ready to produce this, guys. It's written just like I need like <laughs> I need like twelve milli, and we can get yeah. Red and Meth, and we can and we can do this. It's gonna be like the new stoner <laughs> comedy. All right, just kidding. Hey, I mean, are no, you they, submitting? Are you submitting to these? Um uh writing programs for uh for latino like emerging latino writers and shit like that are you looking for stuff like that the problem is not i'm not an emerging latino writer because i'm 45 so i'm just <laughs> like judged right side by side with everybody else so i find yeah. that when i get when i get accepted because i have gotten accepted and i've spoken to people about these these programs i got offered to go shadow somebody on a tv show in like west virginia for three months and I got offered like to go here or here. And it was like, my, I, I have a life. Like, I just need to get in a room. Right. I need to pitch an idea. I need you to say yes or no. Here's money. Have you attached an actor? I need to be there. I don't the a lot of these things. They'll 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 help you. They'll 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 bring somebody on to mentor you. But there's nothing there that's really for the people that are already in the industry that are already failing. And right. the, big, 
And the biggest and the biggest hurdle, I know John Leguizamo is doing some stuff and there's a bunch of people doing it. But unfortunately, the thing is, for a lot of these places, unless you're a young up and coming person, um, having the gatekeeper is still having an agent or a manager and being able to to get through a lot of those doors. So, you right. can. So, yeah, I, I, I do. I since. I do. I think that, uh, you know, even with Sophia has been in a film of, of ours that have gotten into festivals, we've gotten into many festivals, we've gotten a little recognition here and there. It's just that there's still that next step to get to the manager or agent that'll get you to the, through those other gatekeepers. And right. a, lot of these, a lot of the contests and stuff like that are geared for like 24 year olds. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I can like get up and like go to West Virginia for two months. They don't have like three dogs right, right. and kids. You know what I'm saying? So sure. Which is not to say we're stopping or anything like that. We still do it and we still try to get out there and we still try to network, but more like this way with meeting people and, and putting more stuff out there as opposed to trying to, you know, because a lot of these other, and a lot of the a thing is, if I've gone through several of these interview processes, Sophia's shitty internet, she'll be back on. Um, <laughs> I've gone through a lot of these processes and, and a lot of it is just somebody that's checking off boxes. So right. it's like, what what culture do you, you know, you know, why do you feel that you've been subjugated? You know, it's like, oh, right, right. why are you the right person to make this Latino movie? Because I wrote it, motherfucker. Right. Because it, you know, so, so, so yeah, sorry about going on a rant on that. But no, no, that's what's up. Yeah, but no, that's been no. on my mind. Um, so, yeah, anyway, <laughs> which is to say, I got that meth and red movie ready to go. And, cut that uh, check. Cut that, cut that check, and I can get started on it. All right. So, you said uh, Red Men or 50 Cent? 50 Cent. 50 Cent. Uh, ja Rule or Ice T? My life is violent. My violin is life. Peace is a dream. Reality is a knife. My color, my honor, my honor is my all. When my colors around me, some soldiers stand tall. Something like that, right? There you go. Colors? I was thinking more. Uh, <laughs> what was his? Uh, am I? Am I? Are you? Am I? Am my pusher? Keeper? <laughs> am I, what, what was that? Was that? Was that? Uh, for, What's was that, that bro? No, no. No, that was uh, that was that was from uh, not Juice, uh, not Boys in the Hood, uh, with with uh, Pookie. Oh, you're talking about um, New Jack City. So, oh, New Jack City. New Jack City. With Ice T was in New Jack City, right? Yeah, he was one of the cops. He was a he he, he that was the, his mom was he yeah his mom was the one that got shot right yeah 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 yeah. So now you see you're you're talking like um. You're talking like in like you're you're we're in the digital era when that came out. No, back then, bro, you, you I didn't own the VHS, bro. I, that movie came on like you better stay up and hopefully you catch yeah, it and shit. Catch like, it, yeah. You, <laughs> now I it's on it. demand. Like, if I want to see it, I'm about to see yeah. it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Back I, then I, it was I, like, fuck. Dude, I love the future so much. The other day, I have two screens. I had uh, a stream of a Mets game uh, on one corner. I was working in the other corner and then I had a movie and then like uh, another live event. Uh, I had four things going at the same time. I could exactly. in 1988, I 92, 96. I could never imagine I would live in a world where I'd just be sitting at my desk and just fucking brew, 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 brew. <laughs> now we'd be content walking into a electronics department, seeing the same image on 47 TVs. Like yeah. that was, that was something, but now that we was- have 47 images. Yeah, now that we got too much, like you, like I and and I, I keeps I keeps one in the chamber because I always there's always a good show that I don't watch because I don't feel like I should ever be bored in this area. Mm. Like if I'm ever bored, I just go to my 
award-winning shows that you just decided not to watch because you wanted to right. save them for you know and then i'll be like oh what haven't i watched it oh i haven't watched uh, euphoria i haven't watched uh better Call. you know what i mean so, and, and right so i just kind of feel like this, see the, there's no reason to be bored right now see I'm, I'm a little bit i'm a little bit of a quandary because whenever i'm tempted to watch you know too many episodes of tv i get to fuck i should be doing something I should be making, I should be doing, so, I should be, when there's like, nah, you know, I'm like, I'm enjoying doing nothing too much right now for like five episodes in a row. I don't know if this is good, good for my life. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get up and move around. You gotta <laughs> touch grass. <laughs> get some circulation going in your, in your legs. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. I got, I get up, I get up, <laughs> take, the, take the dogs for a walk. I, I, you know, I, I got to, but, but, uh, but when you do have that ability once in a while to just like, it's like fucking the Back to the Future 2 fucking setup. Put on channels 8, 9, 42, 66. It's just that. And sit back and you can just absorb all the shit that's happening. You got like a Twitter feed, a baseball game, a movie. Right. Jesus Christ. There's like some, you know, whatever. Anyway, um, Sophia just texted me that she's having an internet problem. She's going to log back in. I said, no worries. I will finish up with Mr. Big Brown Dad. All right. We got Eminem or DMX. That's your man. That's your man. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if that's a surprise or not, but I'm going Eminem. I just remembered how like eight mile like yeah. Well, I'm set just, off I'm so just many battles. I'm just saying DMX in Belly. Mm. Oh yeah, you see know? that was another one where like I know I saw it, but I don't I don't remember it resonating with me in the way that it seemed to resonate with everyone else. I got no dough for Ox. Brandy or Bow Wow? Fuck Bow Wow. Brandy's not much better. I think she rear-ended somebody and killed them or some weirdo shit. But okay. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, LL Cool J or Fredo Star? Let's go LL. Now, I love Nas more than anything because he's from Queens and he's like my number one rapper, but he is the worst actor of any <laughs> rapper. If we were doing the reverse bracket, Nas would win as the worst. Ooh, reverse bracket. Yeah, that's a method man. Africa. I seen it. Yeah, Method Man from The Wire, uh, a bunch of other movies. Uh, he's a beast. All right, Method Man and LL. Let's go, Method Man. And Eminem or Brandy. Eminem. Ice T or Fifty. Ice T. Ice Cube or the Queen. Ice Cube. Will Smith or Master P. Will Smith. Donald Glover. All right. I'm, I'm, um, let's go Eve and Tupac. All right, even Tupac. And that's Tupac. Will Smith. Jada's like Jada's really what's oh, happening here. That's the Jada bracket. That's the All right, Jada bracket. The, the, the ice, ice bracket. The, the ice bracket. Ice Cube or Ice T. Damn it, bro! I'm gonna have to go with um. Wait, do you give do you do you take points off for like uh? Are we there yet? Do you like do you subtract? Like, from like, <laughs> like at the end of the Nero, Friday like, too. Damn, Friday, um, Friday. nah, bro. I, I think, I think, I think, um, he could have went. To, he could have went to bed with um, Boys in the Hood, bro. But he said, "Fuck it, let's keep Boys it rocking." I'm going with Ice Cube. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Ice T has a good TV career, but Ice Cube has been all over the place. Right, I think uh, let's see, Method Man, Method Man, Ice and that's Cube. Cube and Will Smith. Will Smith Ooh. takes out Tupac. Ooh, okay. You think Tupac would have won an Oscar? Yeah, man. Hey, 
did, have you guys heard of this Tupac um, Wake Me When I'm Free Tupac interactive exhibit? No. No, that sounds yeah. good. Where is that at? It's in downtown. It's it's, it's probably going to be a, a roving exhibition, but it was in L.A. for probably five or six months. It's um, Have you ever been to one of these new interactive museum experiences? I went to the uh, Van Gogh one. See, that's dope. I, I didn't, I've seen the Van Gogh one online. It looks crazy. And it looks a lot like the Frida Kahlo experience, which is also like a lot of projected imagery or whatever. This isn't exactly projected imagery, but it is multi-sensory. And they do have a bunch of, it's a huge space. And they have a bunch of, well, I wasn't ready for this. They have a bunch of archival material from Tupac's life. Really? The clothes he wore during music videos, a bunch of his journal pages, uh, really dope installations with video from different interviews. So it basically tells the story of his life. Um, it's fucking amazing, bro. Like I was with, I'm not even a Tupac stand like that, but um, I was in there with someone my age. Like I was in there moving along with a group with people my age. And like, there are moments where dudes were like tearing up and shit, bro. So Tupac. All right, I, got, I got a controversial Tupac take here. Oh, do tell. All right. All right. Low key. Tupac <laughs> and Takashi have similar uh, sort of career arcs. Both of them were like hanging out with a gang that they weren't really with and, and started to act tough because of that. Tupac was a theater kid. Takashi was just some kid that from the hood. He was nothing. He was he was like trying to do videos and stuff. Tupac was a theater kid who could who had talent, who was like fucking five tools, you know. He gets big. He gets with fucking Suge. All of a sudden, he's got the whole crew behind him, and he starts acting tougher than he is. He's fucking beating up fools, acting like he's the thug. Takashi out there saying, I really kill motherfuckers, blah, 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 this and that, waving flags and shit. All I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? You give, if you if you, if you you retro that for the Tupac, because I love Tupac, but the, you said there are some Tupacs that, and I, I love Tupac, and I think he would have won an Oscar. Even if it wasn't from acting, he would have won an Oscar for like producing something or for the documentary, yeah. like like mm-hmm. Kobe. You know what I mean? Um, so I love Tupac, but it, but you do have to say it, he was like the the Takashi of that time. I, I, he didn't snitch or nothing, but what I'm saying is that like in in those aspects where he he started thinking, he started believing that he was who he was. I mean, he did time and everything, but yeah. Anyway, that's my yeah. Have you, I mean, shit, I don't know how closely you've like followed the whole Biggie Tupac. Like I didn't, I didn't watch any of those. I uh, maybe I saw glimpses of the docu, some documentaries, some TV yeah. series, but the last year online with a channel called art, a YouTube channel called art of dialogue. We've had more details surrounding the murder of Tupac and Biggie straight. What do they call that? Uh, Dry snitch? Is that what that is? Dry snitch when you give them information no one asks you to? Yeah. <laughs> like, these motherfuckers are dry yeah. snitching on themselves, bro. Like people who are no. in the car. These like it's all out. It's like there should there's no mystery now, bro. We know who did what. Because these motherfuckers. Yeah, no. Are- there, there's dudes out there recording. They see somebody on the street. They record when their homie's driving and runs the dude over in his car. Yep. <laughs> and then they post it online and say, "Yes, I'm. Yes, yeah." I, share yes no there's there's yeah this is the era of the self snitch this Mm -hmm. is well yeah no but i'm saying these dudes are telling about they're telling stories about what happened the night tupac and biggie got killed like the details 
Mm-hmm. Like one of the guys who was in the car when they shot Tupac. Right. Like we can, if you want to hear that story from the guy who was in the car, it's on YouTube right now, bro. Okay. Like yeah, fuck. People like to talk, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Shit. All right. Well, it's Will Smith who won an Oscar, or Ice Cube who's got a legendarily movie premiere. Uh, even the movie with Will Hart was pretty good. He did the uh, obviously the Friday franchise, Boys mm-hmm. in the Hood, like you said. I mean, it was just Boys in the Hood versus, uh, you know, Fresh Prince. You know, but Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith also has a help. But but here's the other part. How big? A, how it's best rapper actor. So mm-hmm. so do you take points away from Will Smith? Be both. You know what I mean. So you know, Will Smith got the Oscar. Ice Cube's got the rap. You know he doesn't. You know mm-hmm. he doesn't rock. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't bang. He rocks the good rhymes. Mm. What was more? What was the okay? Take your emotions out of this in some ways, because I think because we have to say like who had. The most severe diss in entertainment history was it No Vaseline or was it the slap heard around the world? Mm. Which was more disrespectful, No Vaseline or the slap heard around the world? No Vaseline uh. was more disrespectful. <laughs> That's all right. I, 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 I was talking to this uh, about uh, about a Tupac stand the other day, and he said hit him up was better than No Vaseline or Ether, and I said no. <sighs> I said no because hit him up was already a thing uh, mm-hmm. that you do, but ether became a verb when you sure. when, when you burn somebody on wax, it, you ether them. You know what it's I mean? Funny. So this is true. So that's so 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 I said right there. He's like, no, I love Tupac too much. It's got to hit be him up up. though. Oh, it hit him up though. I think what's what's um, tricky about hit him up is that the most severe disses are not even rhymed. They're not even rhymed. They're just, he's just talking shit at the end of yeah. the record. Like, yeah. Yeah. so it's like almost not even a song. Almost not yeah. even a song. Don't you got, don't you got sickle cell? <laughs> oh, that was on, and then also was Hit Him Up is diluted by the terrible outlaws versus on, on Hit Him Up. Yeah, that's so, the other thing. Yeah. But Ethers is, is, is just bars after bars of just fucking violation, you know? And, and No Vaseline is the same, you know? I think it's. Yeah. I think it's ether for me, no Vaseline, then like uh real motherfucking G's. Um <laughs> Motherfuck Dre, motherfuck G, motherfuck <laughs> Ice That one? Yeah, yeah. Cause I think it's better than uh than than the than the Dre and, and Snoop this. I mean Bitch and you, bro. Yeah. How about the bitch and you common dissing cube? True. That was uh, that, those were bars. I and even though it was Nas, uh um Super ugly is not bad, you know. Right, Daisy, and when Nas came back at at um at fifty, that was uh when he was like dedicated to the fuck Nas coalition. <laughs> that I, don't was awesome. I, I don't know if you know that one. No, it's it's uh yeah it's it's Nas Nas Dizzy. Uh, it was after fifty did, did candy shop or whatever when he was dissing Nas. Okay, and he he came back and he at the beginning I always say he's like dedicated to the fuck Nas coalition. And then he and he fucking and he goes at fifty pretty hard. Um, all right, but yeah, so all of those factors, Oscar career, is he a rapper? Did Nas write Miami? I think he did for a million dollars. Um, what do you got, Will Smith or Ice Cube? West. Although I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan, mind you, I'm going West Coast to the most. Ice Cube. Ice Cube takes it down as as one should. Yeah. <laughs> All right, brother. Like I said, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, hey, no, shit. Thanks for having me. 
Yeah, as soon as I say we want to have a Latino dad, let's go with a Latino dad and have you on. Uh, Sophia is still in and out here with her Walmart internet, but uh, Mr. Big Brown Dad, I'm sure we'll talk again soon, man. Uh, Indeed, man. Good looking out. All right, brother. Have a good rest of your day. Peace. Peace out. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Um, that was hilarious. That was Mr. Big Brown Dad. Go check him out at mestizo.coffee. Me Hente show live with you on a Thursday. Wow. Sophia is Sophia is reconnecting. She has reconnected. Are you still there? Have I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Hear me. Hello. I, I get a fabulous internet. No, you sound like you're auto-tuned. Oh no! <laughs> and you're you're moving a little slow. You know what you can? Oh, there you go. You're moving a little bit better there. All right, it's okay. All right, we'll 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 deal with it. Um, if you... basically, um, basically, it, it's it, it it's it's nobody's fault but the women, and all women are hoes, and and yeah, it's, okay, it's okay for my favorite one. I think we played it last time, which is you know my women don't have no need to be going on vacation. Like yeah, you don't need to be going on vacation with her friends. You know mm-hmm. when we go on vacation, we go on vacation together. You know, I know somebody's going to try to fuck her. If I, I know somebody's going to steal my car, why would I park it someplace? You know, kind of like that. He also moved to Romania because he literally said that it is, like, not frowned upon to commit rape over there, basically. I'm like, this dude is just so, like, I think that he um, right now is enjoying the publicity that he's getting. Um, yeah, he skyrocketed. He skyrocketed out of nowhere. I was like, what the fuck? Like, um, and I, I, I guess I'm a masochist to a certain extent because I like to listen to some, some of this stuff just like from, you know, from like the Hasanabi perspective and stuff like that, mm-hmm. debating. Um, because these are such misogynistic, short sighted, overgeneralized points that they're making. And unfortunately, it does take a toll on young men that are just seeking approval and are seeking, uh, to i don't know to like jordan peterson for example i feel like his uh, audience are made up of younger impressionable men mm-hmm. um and that's because he started off as uh he's a clinical psychologist and so he was a professor so he is very articulate and he makes some good points i used to actually quite enjoy his content back when he was more into the psychology base the Jungian uh under like you know underpinnings of the muscle hierarchy needs and all that shit and he would talk a lot about like his books were mainly he had honestly some interest- wisdom I- like he has some interesting, interesting takes on philosophical like takes yeah, yeah, yeah. the first the first were- content i saw of him was mostly him talking about like uh how come like like something like the, the germans and why they followed hitler and like why they were you know mm-hmm. like it it was a it was more like like you said like socials yeah you're right yeah it's more it was more so also about like like self-help books that he released which was also all citations kind of like it's not it's not something that he invented it's like okay have morals have values clean your room stand up straight to look taller like things like that that you're like okay those are good things to teach a young man and everybody in society right um normal shit but the thing is once he went super like far right um now he's talking like anti-trans and he is very anti-feminism and like all of these takes so when they overlap you have an audience of men who see you as this like you know philosophical god and are too lazy to like frankly to 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 
look at other people's perspectives. So they see you and they're like, okay, well, Jordan Peterson's take, I, I agree with him. I thought that his book was very insightful. So now when he has an anti-trans take or when he talks about how women should be in the kitchen, now he, they're kind of like, okay, well, maybe he's right on that too. And it's an introduction into the red pill area. And that's when we get into the extremist, fresh and fit, Andrew Tate. And those are just blanket out misogynist. Um, there's really like, you know, not a lot of yeah. For me, when I was a kid, arguments. For me, I think for me when I when I was a kid and when I was growing up, mm -hmm. I think the equivalent was Howard Stern, because he was on the radio every day and and his show was so misogynistic. It was just mm -hmm. so so extremely like they literally they had they had bits where they would just they would have women that wanted to come on and be evaluated. So they would sit there with a laser pointer and point out every flaw that they had. And it was always like this aura of like masculinity and like, you know, mm -hmm. I expect when I get home, my wife to like greet me and be on her knees and blah, blah, blah. And then have food ready and all this other, like really, mm -hmm. really horrible shit that when you're a young man and you're looking for like a role model and I didn't really have like a, you know, my dad was much older. He didn't really like, talk to me about stuff like that he was just there you know mm -hmm. when you're when you when you're looking for a role model and, and you've already had this sort of patriarchy and other shit installed in you and you hear something like that continuously um yeah it can affect your it can affect um your your mind frame and make you act mm -hmm. a certain way and it takes like a woman like slapping the shit out of you or just your friends to be like dude that's stupid figuratively your, speaking or your mom to 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 snap you out of it or something like yeah. that to, to sort of come to grow or just growth growth for me it was just growth mm -hmm. for me it was time and 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 learning to you know you know just with it just evolving you know yeah evolving and so but yeah so so i i, I kind of just that just popped together in my brain right now that i'm mean, like what, what what was the equivalent for me when i was a kid i think it was that mm -hmm. I think it was kind of somebody that was in my head every day. And I was just like, yeah, that's what I want to be. I want to be the fucking dominant guy. And the woman's going to be my fucking. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's how it's going to, you know, and that fucks you over, you know, that, that it, it, it fucks you over. But like in practice, if there's a, a woman that's sort of like, it's, it's she, she's fucking you despite that. It's because she, there's something mm -hmm. else that she liked about you. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. because you were, it's not, it's, it's because she liked your hair or she like, or she just was into you for some other reason. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like that's, I don't think ultimately that's, what's going to get you over the finish line. Mm -hmm. I am. O, as they say in the streets. I am. O. I am. O. And then the fresh and fit, like I said, that's kind of like the same, the same bullshit. It's it, that's kind of like there, but then Andrew Tate is like Jordan Peterson, but like cross with Vin Diesel. You yeah know? yeah you know? which, he's like which guys really gravitate towards i feel like yeah because he's jordan peterson but he's like but also buff and with a bugatti you know what yeah. i mean he's also doing that jet set instagram he's a pyramid schemer like i not gonna lie when i was younger i fell into a pyramid scheme too and it was all of that Ooh. it was like all these all these videos that show you like this is the life you can have and it's very it's very much andrew tate-esque of like look at the cars and you can make this much money and blah 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 so you do crazy shit um and you know we're all human none of us are like above that but it does take a certain evolution and i don't know a humanitarian aspect to a personality i guess and that comes with wisdom and just age i feel like but also exposure um which is why i think it's good that we talk about certain like things like these because it takes exposure to a counter opinion to get you out of that rabbit hole
unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and we've been putting it off for a while, but I was like, we at some point we have to just put our thoughts on, on wax. That way they can't cancel us later on. Uh, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So red pill, bad. Red pill, bad. Don't pill, do it. Bad. Don't, do, Don't do it, people. Listen, like I said, as somebody, uh, yeah, look, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm a handsome guy, but I was always a fat guy. So that's, I always had like one, one thing for me, one thing against me, big, you know, so mm-hmm. um, you just got to develop a personality. Just gotta mm-hmm. just do 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 your thing. It's corny. Would but... you would you ever debate a red pill person? Like actually have them on and like debate them? Absolutely. That would be absolutely that'd be great. Absolutely. I'd be down. Let's I would do ab- absolutely trust me. I mean, yes, of course. <laughs> I, would, I would debate literally anybody on pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah, absolutely. But so you, you you're right. You can see how people gravitate to it, and it's 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 when, between the ages of like twelve and like eighteen is when you're going to be around that, and that just depends if you don't have other strong males around you to to teach you stuff. Sometimes you got to learn shit on your own, and you're influenced mm-hmm. by your friends and the people around you, older cousins, friends of friends, brothers, and shit. You know that's that's how you learn all the shit that you know. Yeah. And then you go take that back to your family, and you sort of try to get confirmation if you can. If not, you just you know. Yeah, it's also easier to villainize the other and get a victim uh, victim complex. Like, that's another thing that I really dislike about this movement and is the rhetoric of, like, woe is me. I'm a victim. Girls don't like me. Therefore, they are shit. Therefore, they don't deserve shit. Um, ah, yeah, there's just, ah, I could go. I could talk about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, tre- yeah. If, I, if I only treated her like shit, she yeah. would have liked me. Instead, mm-hmm. I was nice to her. Right. Yeah. Well, nice guys finish last. Am I right? Like, yeah, yeah. friend zoned. Friend zone. Oh God. Yes. Yes. Listen, girls have the advantage here, guys. Every guy they've met since they were thirteen has been trying to fuck them. So mm-hmm. there's nothing they haven't seen or heard. When they can, know, they know when a guy is trying to make time with them. They, they, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's instinctual. It's, yeah. you know. It's it's how we how we breed. They they need to know, and then they evaluate, and and then there you go. Before it used to be how many chickens you had, and you know if you looked like you were sturdy and you could withhold the winter and help her with the crop. That's so she looked into those things. Now she looks at different things, right? Now it's yeah. like, is this person a good person? Is this person an asshole? Does this person yeah. smell good? You know, I don't know. You know, there's, there's, yeah. there's so many factors. There's so many factors, you know, yeah. both instinctual in bred into our DNA and then day to day. So, so there's and, no such thing. Uh, yeah. yeah. What something that gets me also is like these are the men that are overgeneralizing and saying all women are like this, all women are emotional creatures by nature, blah blah blah, right? But these are the men that are being such little like bitches and like they're they're just being so overly emotional and sensitive about rejection like they really at the end of the day these are these are men that can't take rejection and so they lash out and um, i don't know when did you learn to take rejection because i feel like i feel like i took it pretty badly at first and now if i ever get rejected it's kind of like all right cool you brush it off you know Mm. did you ever have a yeah did you ever have a victim complex like oh man like i don't know I I mean I was 
I don't want to say, I guess I was a bit of a simp early on in my life in terms of my relationships with women because, and that all, that all kind of extends from your relationship with your mother to some degree, kind of the same way with girls mm-hmm. and, and their dads. It's, it's, it's a factor to it. Mm-hmm. So, so I had some separation issues based on that because of time I spent away when I was a kid from my mom. So I think I, I, I went into it with a little bit of desperation about distance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it just, but that was like my internal thing. Right. So I think that probably was my biggest hindrance in terms of sometimes being too simpy or too clingy, you know? So I think that hurt me probably uh, early in my career. <laughs> in my dating career, yes. In my degree. No, I put up big numbers for a while and then I settled in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, but yeah, I think eventually every every guy's path is different. It's going to be based on their relationships and how they grew up and what they're taught and stuff like that. And then who's mm-hmm. around them. So, and then, you know, what you look like and whether you're athletic and mm-hmm. shit like that, it's, it's, it's going to be different for every guy. It's like, it's, it's cliche, but some guys peak later, earlier, you know, a lot of the people that were in action in junior high school and high school, then, you know, they end up, you know, stuff like that. I mean, part of that's true. What I was going to say, so for me, I think it was more um, realizing that the friend zone is not, is not a thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think for me, it was meeting somebody and then even if i was attracted to them or something just feeling it out and then but then genuinely trying to get to know the person Mm -hmm. and then realizing and then if i and if i didn't see any 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 signs and then that would just you know let that part of it go meet Mm -hmm. somebody and you're attracted to them and you start trying to talk to them and see if you vibe and then you see if it goes anywhere but if not it's not like you can be like, oh, you. this is just a friendship. I don't want this. I wanted you to fall in love with me and bang me, right? So I think at some point you either get that or you don't. You mm-hmm. know, you either understand that you meet somebody, you see if you sometimes if you're if you're a man and a woman and you're attracted to each other or you, you're attracted, one is attracted, you sort of see if you can vibe, you, you, you peek up a little bit, you fluff your feathers, you try to, you try to, you try to display your what you're what's good about you and see if she bites but sometimes they do and sometimes they don't if they don't then you met somebody that you at least vibe with in a certain way and you're like this is a friend now yeah you know so and the quicker that you realize that the easier and then just live your life like you we need friends you need to know people it's good it's good it's not a big it's not a big deal yeah but there's also a sense of entitlement of like oh she owes me to give me her time to all that stuff and so it sounds like you didn't have that sense of entitlement and you were able to brush it off as like all right well we could be friends then that's cool or like oh, yeah i don't want to say i've never had that and i don't want to say that i've never felt upset that i was putting uh work as right. you would say yeah you know but then you have to go back and realize you were just putting in work yeah. Right. If you if if you get mad that she didn't choose you or, you know, if you're talking to the girl and she's like, oh, I want to break mm-hmm. up with my boyfriend. And you're mm-hmm. like, yeah, you should break up with your boyfriend. He treats you like shit. He stood you up at that party the other night. You should come hang out with me. I would spend every day with you. And you're like, OK, I'm going to break up with my boyfriend. And then three weeks later, you're still fucking talking boy. to her every day. And then yeah. all of a sudden she's like, I oh, know I'm still I'm still, still, with gonna, I'm still with my boyfriend. And then you're like, fucking bitch. Can't believe yeah. it. Can't believe she didn't break up with her boyfriend and bang me. No, like 
No, then you have to look back and be like, oh, I was actually, I was, I was being a, I was being, I was gaming. I was, yeah, I was, I was not being me. I was, I was doing this for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, ulterior so, motives. Yeah. Even, even yeah. though if you do a good enough persona and if you're a good enough actor, you can attract somebody. It's, it, it, yeah. you know, it's not like, it's not never going to work, but yeah. if you're trying to be a person and you meet somebody and, you know, you're mad they didn't choose you. You got to really take a look at what your motives were. Mm-hmm. You know, people are gonna make yeah. the decisions they want, you know. But yeah, no, I, I've definitely been in a position where I felt that way. But I think the older I got, the the less that the less the more you realize. No, it's it's men and women. You know, it's usually pretty quickly on that that there's a that there's a spark yeah. when you meet somebody. You know, there's usually something there. It is rare that you're like, oh, we were friends, and then one day they looked each other in the eye, and then we were like, oh my god. You know, yeah, but it happens, but I mean, yeah, usually you get an idea early on, or the yeah. first couple of times you spend time with them, or mm-hmm. whatever, you know. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that was the red pill hour. Yes, finally got to it. All right, we're almost home. Yeah, even though we had a, a momentary fifteen-minute segment where you couldn't connect. I know we got to cut that out, man. Oh my god, my internet. I'm still in the hot spot, by the way. So my phone decided to just be nice. A little bit better. Yeah, I have it marked down. We got a whole segment to cut out of the the audio part. All right. So let's do it. Now it's time for No Namas Way. No Namas Way. No Namas. All right. So finishing out the, I think we had one new question and then I, I had a couple that we didn't get to last week. All right. So let me just go through these in order. I want to art bomb random electrical boxes and want to be smart about it. Is it super necessary to use oil-based paints? Does it have to do with electricity safety? Does it last longer? Uh, sir, this is a Wendy's? Uh, yeah. This, <laughs> I understood is... none of that. Uh, art bomber. Art bomber. Um... I don't know what to tell you, Art Bomber. I, I don't have any experience uh, bombing random electrical boxes. I would say the... I would try to stay away from any super wet paints. I would maybe go paint markers because I'm pretty sure I've seen those tagged up. So if you want to do something on a, on an electrical box, I would I would say ground yourself wear shoes with uh, uh, rubber bottoms. Again, I have no electrical training, so disregard all of this. Uh, And then use like paint markers. Or maybe just be safe and use an aerosol spray can where you can maintain (laughs) your distance. Yeah. Mm. If you want to do something cool, I would say get a stencil and then get a spray can. And then that way, if you have any questions about safety, at least you're uh, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sophia, are, maybe maybe, uh, go to, maybe go to Michaels. Ask them. Yeah, there you go. Ask ask the counter lady at Michaels, and then but let not, us know how. But went. not Hobby Lobby. But not, but not Hobby Lobby. Not Hobby Lobby. We don't do that. Hard. That's bad. All right. <laughs> they're terrible. Uh, so thank you for submission. Even though we don't know a lot about art, I love art. Yeah. Uh, we tried. I'm sorry. Uh, hi. Uh, let me see. Um, okay, I'm trying to go down here and see what the names of hi. these people are. Hi. How you doing? Hi. Uh, okay. Here it is. Mm-hmm. I need advice. All right. So uh, I'm in love with my best friend. We did that one. I'm a heterosexual single Latina. We did that one. I was listening to the new pod on 1.5 speed. 
Lou's stories are shorter. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have a preferred way to listen to pods? And what are some of your favorite that you listen to? That's kind of a sideburn, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> Those rats are shorter. I love that. Thank you. Sideburn. Sideburn. Um, I, um, I listen to them on Spotify, solely on Spotify. Very rarely. I don't listen to a lot. Um, lately, my favorite one has been this one called Mer Se Regalan Dudas. It is so good. It's um, two girls literally talking about just like philosophical stuff. Um, and they'll have guests and they'll just, it, it's good. It's, it's super good. I highly recommend it. Um, for random, lighthearted stuff, I listen to a lot of Colleen, ba Colleen Ballinger stuff. So they have the Relax podcast. That was pretty cool. Um, and then I love uh, anything Kal Kalinsky. Like that's my, pol that's my political. So I have like a psychology, political, and then just random shit. So those are kind of my three. Anything Kyle Kalinsky. He, I think he has two podcasts. Um, yeah. Kyle what Kalinsky. Um, Kyle Kalinsky, I, love him. I, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, uh, unfortunately. Like, mm -hmm. like I know I'm a podcaster. And I used to listen to Joe Rogan until he started going super crazy when he just had yeah, cool interviews on. Same. I miss I miss the old Joe. I mean the old the old Joe. The um old and I used to Mark Marin's once in a while, once in a while, Corolla mm -hmm. again what, before he started getting super political. Mm -hmm. Um no, I mostly listen to like YouTube clips. Sometimes I, I also you gotta remember, like I told I, I'm 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 sort of like a I, I dip my toe in a lot of buckets so i'm also a sports nerd so i listen to mm -hmm. i think if i listen to any podcast it's like fantasy football related or something like that or something okay. super super geeky sports related you know, soccer related and stuff like that so that's kind of because mm -hmm. i don't like listening to a lot of podcasts because i've listened to most, so, so much radio and stuff that i'm already mm -hmm. copying a bunch of different people or like i'm influenced by a lot of people like like people that broadcasters that i admire um, and I do little things from each of them here and there. So I already have sort of like a style that I borrowed from from what I really like from broadcasters. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't want I don't want to like I don't want to end up copying anybody or just kind of, you know what I mean? Being derivative. Mm -hmm. um, and then and then um, not podcast, but I but uh, but Hassan Abi, I, I, I watch his stream a lot. I love, a yeah. Lot of, a lot of his clips. Yeah. 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 Eventually, we'll be like we'll be the like the Latino Hasanabi. Uh, we we're not that loud. We don't talk that much shit, do we? Do we, we do? We do. Oh I mean, my god, much, <gasps> we I mean. do. All right. So, thank you for your question. Um, mm -hmm. what, what was this person's name? Um, true crime or nothing? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can't get into true crime. I'll I'll watch I, really? I'll watch a true crime YouTube. I'll watch you know I'll watch it, but not just to listen to it. No, I, I have to be watching it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can. If I, if I, yeah, I'll put on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll watch it. I mean, I'll watch a lot of documentaries. I'm a big documentary watcher, too. Me too. All right. Uh, let's see. The next question is I suspect my boyfriend. We did that one. Mispronounced word. We did that one. Where's the other question here? Uh, I met a cute guy on an indie film set. We did that one. That was the MAGA one. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're right. Okay. Here it is. I keep having bad dreams about my partner's worst traits. Hmm. 
I've been in a semi-casual relationship for the past three years. My partner and I see eye to eye on most things, including not being super militant about who we spend time with. Don't ask, don't tell rule. Uh, mm -hmm. about past relationships however i know for a fact that when we first got together she was still seeing someone else before finally ending it focusing on our relationship i okay. flirt and probably also have a few ongoing messenger convos that she would not like but at least but we are at least not a not a couple that constantly check each other's phones or anything like that okay, okay. recently i have a reoccurring dream about her lack of loyalty or my perception of that it's different every time but it's basically me having nightmares occasionally about different scenarios where she's cheating on me i know that it's my brain figuring shit out but my question is does that mean i subconsciously want to end the relationship and since it's a dream i don't want to bring it up please i'll feel stupid but then again it's obviously on my mind help and this is um... from bad girlfriend dreams Okay. All right. That one's layered because they were in it casually. The other girl was see seeing somebody. And then you have messenger messages that, that she wouldn't like. So it's like that line I use, which is, I don't have a girlfriend. I just know a girl that would get really mad if she heard me say that. Yeah, exactly. See, exactly. What the hell? No, that's exactly it, though. Like, like okay. So, so, you're, so you're messengers. Thinking... <laughs> I feel your pain, bro. Yeah, like you're thinking you're considering breaking up with this person for having dreams of them cheating, yet you are doing things that they would likely break up with you for. You guys, you have to figure out your monogamous. Uh, situation do you want some sort of free open relationship do you want to be fully monogamous because it seems like you're not doing it to its full extent well, and it don't, seems don't like don't ask don't tell about previous relationship does that don't ask don't tell extend to to dreams that you're having <laughs> yeah because he said they're allowed she doesn't they don't worry about who they're spending time with but if you're not worried about that then why would a dream piss you off it's literally a figment of your imagination I mean, you're the one with the with the master's degree. <laughs> it's it's um yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to you on the dream interpretation part. I don't know. That's getting a little Freudian, too Freudian for my taste. Uh, if you're having different scenario dreams where she's cheating on you, maybe I and 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 does well. I'm saying, does this is it a dream or is it a fantasy? Because maybe you 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 have a cuck fantasy. Maybe try to maybe, explore that maybe that's what you're afraid of maybe you're afraid of telling her hey if you're cheating on me could you do it in front of me mm -hmm. no I mean, like maybe that's your thing for me what's the like telling is not so much what's happening subconsciously and more what's happening they literally put in the message um should i break up with them mm. why are you questioning it if you're questioning it do it like not gonna lie like if if this if this dream is something worthy of you considering breaking up with them to me it seems like you're not in it um because you can't even talk to them about it because you'll feel stupid but that's i don't know it just it just doesn't sound the relationship isn't adding up there's no communication here so sorry i got this yeah yeah absolutely uh yes that is a fedora somebody was asking me if it was a fedora back there yeah that's a, <laughs> that's a fedora back there it's my dad's old hat yeah fedora um, yeah um no i guess okay to specifically answer that question i think the key is if the if the dream is you working things out in your mind as you're trying to say and you keep having these scenarios in your brain where she's cheating on you in different varieties mm -hmm. you know then and again the side action would be and it doesn't excite you 
Uh, and it's actually and the and the dream is perturbing Sorry. as opposed to exciting for you. Um, because check yourself on that and be honest with yourself. Then you're probably already thinking that you gave too much freedom in the beginning. Um, because it sounds like you might just be carrying on conversations just because you feel that she still has shit on going somewhere else. So I think if you knew for a fact that while when you first got together, she was still juggling, which until you guys make it official, she has a right to do, obviously, mm -hmm. um, depending on whatever parameters you guys set for yourself, that's each individual relationship, then you probably already want to break up. Yeah. You know, you know, so it, I think it's I think you probably thought you you were cool with the just keep it cute but it, ta it takes a steel hand to fucking navigate the streets of the polyamorous and the fucking open relationship streets yeah. it's not it's not for the it's not for the faint of heart no people think it's easy but it's yeah. like you have to be a meta communicator like communicate about everything it's hard work and you gotta and then you gotta set your parameters and you gotta stick to them is it is mm -hmm. are you gonna tell each other about every time you fucking every dick you well there's still <laughs> a, there's still a possibility of cheating because you set your boundaries you set your rules and then you know yeah. people can still break those it's it's so. like the whole threesome thing where it's like oh we had a threesome but now i'm gonna can i have sex with her when you're not around exactly no. yeah it's like was that what we agreed on yeah. Yeah. Is that, yeah. i mean yeah. she was here and since we had gotten that threesome i thought hey this is just like a continuation of that without you <laughs> you believe that I, i'm not saying i i've been on that side of that conversation or that i haven't but i mean that that would be a legitimate argument like if three days ago it was okay that i had sex with her because you were in the room why isn't it okay today maybe there is this their boundaries and they're not comfortable with that Sure. I guess that's what she's you saying. know yeah. that's at the end of the day it just sounds like you two need to communicate okay and it sounds like you're adamant about not doing that but mm -hmm. a relationship let me tell you this let me tell you this a relationship is hard work and it takes a lot of communication okay so just talk to them especially if you're considering breaking up I feel like breaking up is like it, you know there it, it's the end yeah. it's the end of it so if you're already there hail mary is communicate just talk to them see what happens Stop. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Communication is key. Mm -hmm. But again, if you're already having those thoughts, you probably already have one foot out the yeah, door. It's so a, yeah, just, it sounds like I checked have, out already. Have the conversation. Say, hey, can we just quick listen? Hey, feed her first, right? <laughs> <laughs> Take the wolf out of her first, you know, even Give level the playing field. Give yourself a yeah. shot. Give yourself a shot. Hopefully she has a milkshake in her hand while she did while you're while you're saying this. Say, hey, yeah. listen, can we just take a step? Can we take a pause real quick and just kind of uh, reevaluate where we're in our relationship? You know, from where are we, you know, from your perspective, because from my perspective, X, Y, and Z. And mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of have this conversation and not just sort of brood about it. And then mm -hmm. just have the conversation, man. You know, it'll be five minutes of awkwardness, 20, 30 minutes of crying. And then at the end, you'll feel relieved because you went through it and it's done. And then sex. I'm sorry. Then, what? Yeah. What? And either you'll you'll stay together and have sex, or you'll break up and you'll have sex. Yeah. <laughs> True. Either way, either way, you're getting laid down. Somos toxicos. Yeah, We're not yes, helping no. anybody. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the breakup or the makeup, whichever one it is. Both are great. Both are great. Both are great. Um. Okay. Here, one last one. Uh, this is a new one from this week. Uh. Okay. Right. This is a cool one. Okay. So yeah. So. Bad girlfriend dreams. Best of luck to you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for submitting. Thank you. Um, 
the next question comes to us from um <laughs> I was about to say puta because somebody signed puta last week. Hey. Uh Dobby's Dobby's ghost. Okay. Dobby's ghost says to get out of a really bad relationship, which fictional world would you choose to disappear to? Oh, that's a great question. That's not advice, but okay, I'll answer. Yeah. That's a good question. I like the name Dobby's Ghost. R.I.P. Dobby. I'll never get over it. Wow. Dobby's the the one that How lives in a closet. Yeah. The, well, the house elf from Harry Potter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fictional you, world. You got to like give him something or. He has to steal your socks or something. Yeah, you have to give him a piece of clothing to set him free. Dobby is free. <laughs> I for I forced myself to watch all those movies one time. Just one, Bro! one, one, one week I was like, all right, I'm going to watch these fucking 11 movies as I work. And I was just like, yeah. No, you have to pay attention to them. And also the books are way better too. So they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do much. They didn't do much for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, I take offense. All right. So what, what functional world do you go to? There's so fucking many. Oh my god. Well, the question do you is: to, Do you have to one? Get of, to get out of a really bad relationship. That's the mm -hmm. key part there. So you're in a bad relationship, and you get mm -hmm. to go away to a fictional universe. You get to go somebody and go to another universe. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good idea scenario there. Like. My first, like, my initial thought is Rick and Morty. The Rick and Morty universe? Yeah, just because I would, because, but it's kind of a, it's kind of a, um, I'm kind of cheating here because I'm doing that so I can have access to the multiverse. Their multiverse. Which gives you unlimited options, you know what I mean? So that's kind of. Pizza Planet? Uh, you want to go to Pizza Planet? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I think that's yeah. cheat. I think that's cheating. That's cheating. Yeah, I know. If I had to yeah. choose one. Oh. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> I uh my initial thought would be from TV culture or popular culture would be Bojack Horseman universe because it's that hybrid of real animals and anth uh, anthropomorphic animals. Mm -hmm. And there's like Quentin Tarantulina who's like a, a a tarantula but then there's like an Andrew Garfield is just a human, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's I, I love Bojack so much and I kinda I really like that universe. So I think that would be my first choice. But nice. I'm but I was I was also thinking like what about like book universes? Oh yeah. You know, like Lion yeah. the Witch in a wardrobe, maybe, or like go to Narnia. Okay. Nar Narnia might not be a bad place, or like mm. Fictional, I don't know, maybe like, or fuck, maybe like the Star Wars universe. Star Wars universe would be That's pretty badass. One. Yeah. Like in space or so Star Trek universe. So, you know, they asked, they asked to get out of a breakup though. So that's why I'm like, my mind goes to like sex. <laughs> Yeah, that's the other part. I was thinking, like, where, where would be the best where place to get Where would I go laid? to get happy? Yeah, to get where laid after this terrible laid? breakup. Um, so I'm I trying need to think what pussy. universe. Yeah. The pussy universe. Hustler University. What do you guys think? That's like? why no. I said Rick and Morty, because then I'm like, I could just jump to every planet, every universe, whatever. Yeah. Um, no, that's a good... I mean, that's it's the... It's hedonistic that, a bit. That's like the F. Mary Kill, where you always have to marry Oprah, because she's rich, right? You always mm -hmm. have to... You always have to... Yeah. 
Also, can you stop with the bone for two seconds? Um, my wholesome answer would be Harry Potter, though, probably. Because, I mean, uh, come on. Magic. Magic. Hogwarts. Woo. Yeah, that'd, that'd be bad. I th- yeah, I think my wholesome answer would be, like, yeah, BoJack. And then um, cool answer would be probably... I don't know. I've been really seriously... Um, meditating on the size of the universe and i just think that um that's one thing that i that i'm that i'm in. i like the time that we lived in you know because we're only here for like an instant so i enjoy this time mm-hmm. and i'm happy that we didn't grow up like in the 1900s or something where Fuck i mean yeah. I, lo- I i love this future Fuck yeah yeah because i was talking and then i was talking to when you go out you know i had like six things on my screen the other day and i was just like this is the fucking future um, yeah but I am jealous of those that are going to get to figure out like the the mysteries of space and time, mm-hmm. and, and I and I kind of like. So I think if I was really going to escape it all, it would have to be probably like not Star Wars because I think that's like yeah, but but like Star Trek, even though it's not as popular because they were really like us, but in the future exploring like space and 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 the, the mysteries of the galaxies, you know? Yeah. So, whereas Star Wars, it's a fictional, I guess, but fictional. All right. So, either Bojack or Star Wars. Those are two. Okay, cool. Because you could get laid in Star Wars. Yeah, you could. You definitely. You definitely. You, go, you, go to, you can go to Tatooine, get you a nice. Tatooine, yeah. Get you, some, get get you some freaky in Tatooine. Get you some alienness. We made a movie, <laughs> we made a movie about that. Yeah, uh, alienness. So, <laughs> so, so, Thank you very much. Uh, that would be our answer. But thank that's a, that was a really good question. That was a really mm-hmm. good, really, really good question. Really, man. All right, everybody. <sighs> that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. We did a good job today. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you to Big Brown Dad. Thank you to Sophia. We'll cut out that middle part from the audio version. And mm-hmm. see you guys. See ya. Hasta Next. luego. Hasta luego. If I could just find the button. <laughs> So yes, keep saying goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Keep. Nos uh, vemos. Yeah. <laughs> Peace out.